technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots. Thought tells me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Welcome to Line of Sight. This is episode 135 for May the 3rd, 2022, and my name is Adam. And my name is Nathan. This week, we will discuss all of the things that we watched in April. It was um, a exciting month for oh so many reasons. Um coming to a close we're recording on the 27th elon musk just bought twitter <laughs> Should, yeah i'm not on twitter <laughs> yeah uh, we have a twitter account and i never use it right. it's funny I, I don't know what it is about it it's like i have never had interest in twitter yeah, and it's like either. every social media platform to me is the same so when people are like oh you got to get on this it's like but why like they are all the same and it's like anything twitter related not anything but a lot of things that like if it's like politics or even sports where it's like an announcement it's like it comes up on my instagram and it's just a screenshot of someone's twitter yeah and it's like great now i know (laughs) yeah they're all the same they're all reporting the same thing I guess there's some people that exclusively use some things. You can have them automatically share between. And I guess like Instagram and Facebook are now, they're the same company. Right. So they're pretty seamlessly integrated. Um, and yeah, Twitter, it's like, okay, so you have like, what is it, 125 characters to yeah. say something? and you can post pictures so it's the same as anything else now and yeah if you want to say something long then you have to have a thread (laughs) where it's like one of nine (laughs) yeah i know i i know that i always think that i waste too much time on the social media that i have so it's like i don't need another one yeah and it is a cesspool of arguing about stuff or whatever and it's like i love arguing but i'd rather argue like how we argue about movie like it takes so long to type out all your thoughts and like respond to a person's point and all this crap it's just like and i'm not changing anyone's mind no so whatever but yeah, crazy times, fun times. That's all good. Yeah, fun times. You Any... just uh, you saw our friend Steve. Yeah. Took a little road trip. Yeah, and uh, that was good. Hit uh, went through Oshawa, and hit a store in the Oshawa Mall. I don't know what it's called. Uh, called Now and Then, or Then and Now. And it's a very solid physical media store. Lots and lots of 
uh, vinyl, like tons, more vinyl than vinyl stores. <laughs> like it is just co covered in uh, vinyl, uh, some used, but mostly brand new. And they had a cool section where it's like re-releases. Yeah. So like, uh, like famous re-releases type of thing or popular ones. So like Thriller and, uh, I don't know, some Fleetwood Mac stuff and Super Tramp. It's like, I recognize all these covers. They're cool. And it's like, you can now have them, but nothing really cheap as far as that goes. But, uh, yeah, I heard some, I don't know what stat it was, but it's saying like vinyl is still taking off. It hasn't plateaued or decreased yet. It's still, uh, coming up so that's good i love anything physical media <laughs> going high and then uh some blu-rays and dvds so it was good i didn't get much at all i we weren't in a rush but i would have spent more time there but then it's just like i didn't have anything purposeful to search for but their organization, Adam, I won't say the worst, because I guess you could just chuck them all on the floor and that would be worse, <laughs> but almost the worst I've ever seen in any physical movie, physical media center. <laughs> so what, how should you organize? You should Al organize alphabetically alphabetically Maybe i used to genre right like i used to be way back when thinking oh no it'd be cool to do genre and it's like and that's when i maybe had i don't know 50 dvds and then it's mm -hmm. like okay but as soon as you increase to any substantial number alphabetical is the only way you were there before i was adam you were right i was wrong there's no question about it you got to divide by alphabetical and uh, media. So you put Blu-rays with Blu-rays, DVDs with DVDs, TV with TV, movies with movies, as much as possible. The only thing, exception to that, that I would, I used to do, I don't do anymore, but like just all animation together because it's a, that's a very clear line. Like, besides Roger Rabbit, <laughs> like, uh, everything, I feel like those things are very clear, but for the most part, the spirit of the rule, all that kind of stuff. This place, all over the place. Blu-ray and uh, DVD mixed, which is not the end of the world because other places do that too, like Sunrise, mm. but then separated by genre separated by actors separated by classical separated by animation separated by war separated by horror so it's just like what the hell am i looking for <laughs> like it's just like there's no if i want this movie there's no like it will be in this section i didn't have any list of movies to search for so I'm sure I could ask the people working there and it would work out if they would know it if it's in their database. Yeah. But like, I'm a snob 
for Blu-rays. Like, I'd prefer buy Blu-ray. So it's just, like, even that, just, like, searching through. And they had it not uh, spine. They had it the other way. Like, so, like, facing, facing towards you. Everything? Everything. And so then different things behind. So kind of, like, records. Yeah, so... Where if it's on the spine, it's very easy to see Blu-rays or not, right? Where this way, it's just like I'm digging (laughs) on some stuff. Like, it wasn't that bad, but it was just like the actor stuff was weird. And we're just like, okay, John Wayne. Am I going to look for it under the actor or the Western? Or just there was like a general section it's just like no rhyme or reason with that kind of stuff and i felt like the vinyl was that way too but i almost bought the uh, disney uh and it was just uh disney hits but just classical music uh just instrumental but i did not uh tons of awesome vinyl but they're all like expensive like 30 bucks the minimum to 80 bucks certain higher right so it's like do i really want to pay 50 dollars for this or that but i did buy uh the jackie brown vinyl which is actually connected to some of the movies i watched but uh i think that's done my rant as far as organized stuff but we should go let's take a trip to oshawa you would like it i think there's some, uh, it's not good deals. They had like three for 20, two for 10 sections, but, uh, I'm all about the deals. Yeah. But the like main stuff is just like the price is the price. Yeah. And yeah, whatever. But yeah, I think that's my story. And a&W root beer should have ice. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Anything new with you, Adam? So, oh, so what I bought was My Cousin Vinny, which I've never seen before. Uh, I'm trying. I did not buy Bull Durham because I know it's on a streaming service. So it's like, I'm going to see that before I buy it because there was no commentary on it. If it had commentary, I would have bought it. But it's like, maybe I won't like this. And... What else? Oh, Les Mis, but the Liam Neeson Les Mis, which I've never seen. I know I have been present while it's been on. I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. Like when I watched the, what's the guy, Tom something, Tom Hooper, Les Mis, I was like, I don't remember any of this story. (laughs) But that one's interesting because I think there's no singing right so it's like just a dramatization it's not a musical at all so that i mean at least that's something to make it different and yeah i just remember liam neeson is jean valjean Mm -hmm. um i got uh not a ton of things but i did uh do some blu-ray upgrading to my catalog forget if i talked about this um 
trying to think what I I know I told you I got Centurion Terminator uh release cuts Robin Hood um yeah so just in April just looking at my uh DVD profiler things I've upgraded Troy uh yeah. the Taken trilogy I only had the first Taken and I like the second one. I haven't seen the third, but I bought all three of those. I haven't seen the third either. Uh, Lord of War, which we were talking about, and I was like, yeah, I own it, but I'll get it on Blu-ray. Cowboys and Aliens, Bridesmaids, yep. um, TMNT, the 2007 CGI movie, and uh, I finally popped on Independence Day, just because uh, that one I think was Value Village. I had a coupon, $10 off when you spend $20 or more. Blu-rays are five bucks. And I was like, I just need four DVD, four Blu-rays and then I can get $10 off. So basically half price. So I, I got that one even though I wasn't thrilled with the packaging, but it's just, it's the theatrical edition. It has a commentary. Uh, I think it has, um, does this tell me, um, no, this app doesn't say, but it, I know it has like a VFX, um, commentary and then something else where it's like select scenes with Roland Emmerich. Right. <laughs> so I don't know if that is a commentary how you do it or if it just cuts to those scenes for him to talk about them so uh and then there were there were a few dvds in there that i bought and new blu-rays to me but maybe i'll save some of those for if i watch them um but in a bizarre twist well not that bizarre but not only have i been buying more movies i've just sold a bunch yeah, so I've seen that, and I've been. I figured I'd wait till now to get the explanation. So are they I just, all doubles. I, they're almost like most of them are like probably some of the ones I just mentioned. I've tossed in there that I just got the Blu-rays. Some I've had for a while that I never was able to sell them. Posting them on Facebook, I think like two bucks each. <laughs> I said, and then this time I posted them at one dollar each or 10 for five just to clear them out we're doing a bit of a purge uh those have been around forever and right away someone the standard facebook marketplace thing is this available it's like yeah the ad is there it is available i'll take it down when it's not like (laughs) there's so many things you post and have you seen those like uh, video videos of people driving up with trucks. It's like, <laughs> yeah. is this for sale? And then just peel out. Yeah. It's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but this person did respond and she said she'll take them all. Approximately just, just over 50 DVDs for 25 bucks. And I was like, sold. Just yeah. get them out of here. For sure. So uh, that's nice. And, uh, yeah. Um, you made her day to say about that. Yeah. I hopefully, that's a good deal. That's a good, there's, 
there's probably just like one or two in there she wanted and it's like you know what i'm gonna just go for it i'm gonna get them all i mean there it's there's some garbage things in there but like like i said most of them i own still either right. it's a, i have a double because i did the same thing just bought a bunch of like a dvd lot off someone and then didn't want some of them like there's like the mothman prophecies and like these movies it's like i'm never gonna watch this yeah <laughs> something called the deal with uh william h macy and meg ryan i think and it's yeah. like one of those covers where it's just like the most photoshopped thing like right. these people don't even look like you're, they're in the room together uh i kind of wanted to watch that just to see what was up but i think i watched the trailer and i was like no i'm not even gonna waste my time but yeah there's there's other good things in there like troy and tmnt just mm. off the top of my head yeah i've only saw that tmnt once in theaters but yeah I saw it the same day. Yeah, I should search. I'll always remember we crossed paths. You just saw it, and I was just going in. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, someone else just watched that. Actually, I think Steve. Steve or Evan? Yeah, some. They gave it like a two and a half, and I like that movie. So. I'll have to see this HD. The The reason I like this movie, and uh, yeah, I didn't watch it, but uh, the highlight of it is that rain scene with Leo and Raph. And it looked good on DVD, so in HD, I'm hoping it looks even better. But mm. I can see why some people wouldn't like it, but I think it's just it's a fun uh unoffensive ninja turtles movie uh actually and i have another ninja turtle movie to talk about today well do you want to get started and do you want to start with that or tease sure <laughs> no I'll, I'll, i can jump into it um i feel like oh no there's a couple things i watched before that something a lot of what i watched i i was just counting because i'm looking at my letterbox diary and i it looked like almost every day i logged something and i'm like how is this possible like how can right. i keep this momentum and then there's some days i miss but then i have two logged in a day mm -hmm. like i guess weekends or if i like am finishing something i started yeah and, then you start and i have something. i have at least two more on the go right now there you go <laughs> that's the best way so, and then you just do a letterbox dump nothing's better than putting <laughs> posting two or three things at once yeah it looks awesome when you have uh multiple <laughs> on a day because it's like what does this guy do with his life <laughs> i try and at least log them for the day that i finish them really? i know that like uh i think isn't frank's rule like the day you watch the majority of it but Whatever. I will I, just post when I'm done. Like, I will post more or less when I'm done, but I do not care. Like if I see it, I press that plus button and whatever day I'm on, that's when I'm logging it. So if I saw it last night or two days ago and I haven't logged it yet, I'm pressing, I'm logging it the day I think I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah. Yeah. I'm, I try and keep it 
I well for one I try and do it w once I'm done uh I don't w wait too long but uh generally I don't wait too long but sometimes I'll forget I do take the care when I'm finishing which is most movies after midnight to roll it back a day so that it's on the proper date see you're a better man than I am yeah <laughs> well, I wouldn't do that I wasn't really wondering if that was the case until now. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll start. The first thing, I did not watch this full movie. Full disclosure, I have seen this movie, but I came up, Brenda was watching it, I knew she was watching it, and I forget what I was doing. I wanted to see the end. Maybe we were recording. I don't remember what day it was, but uh, she was watching Tin Cup. Oh, Speaking yeah. of Bull Durham, these... Two, two name, <laughs> two word name. <laughs> Kevin Costner sports name. movie. Uh, I've seen it probably once in its entirety before, but I just remember loving the ending. I, have you seen this movie? Yeah. Okay. I won't go into specifics if people haven't seen it, but it's a golf movie. You don't have to really like or understand golf to enjoy it. I don't think it's more of like a romantic comedy almost. I would I would say that with any good sports movie. You do not yeah. have to like that sport. I guess yeah. if it's a good movie. But it's like you've got it's 1996. <laughs> this is prime time. This is Kevin Costner. That Rene might be Russo. the best that might be the best year in human history for movies no just, <laughs> in just human the history. best year <laughs> i'm serious mid 90s i i gotta get on this youtube channel thing <laughs> the 90s are the best they really are cold it's... wars over and it's pre 9-11 it's just like yeah you everything have... is awesome <laughs> like as far as like you have like obviously things still th bad things are happening but on such a much smaller scale and economy's going things are happening yeah it's good movies action movies of the 90s come on just looking at the poster for this like how can you say no to Kevin Costner and a white wife beater <laughs> Some five o'clock shadow and Rene Rousseau looking into his eyes lovingly touching his arm like <laughs> I everyone's life yearns to be this photo <laughs> yeah. whether you're man woman gay straight this is what you want somewhere in this picture is what you want uh Anyways, I watched the end. I got her to rewind it because I was missing the uh, the start of the scene. But uh, basically, it's one of the the best endings to a sports movie. And yeah, I don't want to like give anything away, but uh, this type of ending is one of my favorites. It is kind of a trope. Um. Yeah, how much do I say about it? Uh, Did it subvert expectations? No, not even. Like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say that. Like, I think it's just... It's not like it's trying to fake you out or anything. It's just... Uh, 
it you go through a range of emotions with it like it and it's very like maybe some people aren't like this but for me it's like yeah that is what i would do or i agree with what's happening here or whatever like um yeah it, you gotta you gotta watch it listeners uh tin cup is just great 90s kevin costner i mean we we know robin hood is on my top 100 um did you have costner movies on yours i don't know what you would i don't think so like you didn't have like jfk or 13 days or anything. no 13 days would be i considered but yeah i had no oh, Oh, I was going to say I had Tombstone. He's not in Tombstone. <laughs> right. Uh, that's the other one. But anyways, uh, didn't watch all of it. I did log it, but I, full disclaimer, said I didn't watch all of it. I just wanted to remember uh, and make known that the rest of the movie is probably a 3.5, but the ending is a 5. So I was logging in at a 4 having not watched <laughs> more than 15 minutes of it <laughs> so yeah tin cup uh what i have actually been watching the most of by far is the johnny depp amber heard trial i am obsessed i love it i love it i love it i love it it is i feel like this is my oj simpson <laughs> trial where it's like i'm wasn't uh old enough to pay attention to that at the time and now it's like all the little stupid details of this and the cast of characters that they're calling to the witness stand is fantastic there was a guy today did you see any highlights today no <laughs> i've watched a couple of videos but they're never like day of stuff it's just yeah. like people uh, telling me what to watch <laughs> there's a guy today so they're, I, they're doing some people on uh zoom and stuff he's in his car vaping and when he's ra- they're wrapping up the questions he starts driving around the parking lot <laughs> while he's testifying it's awesome this trial has it all uh and I, I I feel like I need to go through this and find all my favorite parts and put them together because there's all these like little quips of Johnny's that are good, but then also when other people say things when they're on the stand and like getting people's reactions to them and like they're arguing about like such minutiae. Yesterday that lady was on there and they're just like arguing about these muffins if she brought muffins to amber heard and it's going on for like 20 minutes it's like this is the ultimate in like nothing so the question that was asked was because you brought muffins you said from your husband right you get and you gave those to miss heard correct may i clarify what occurred so that we can stop talking about the muffins arguing about it i love uh, they had their butler on. Uh, 
that like uh, a British guy that came from uh, London, but then they brought him to Australia and all this stuff. But he's so proper and like he speaks even more. Uh, I don't know the opposite of me he's eloquently uh but like there's just subtle little things he's describing cleaning the blood off the carpet and they're like describe the damage he's like well and he's so kind of soft-spoken well i'm uh it was not easy to get the blood out of the cream colored carpet obviously and like he's like <laughs> making a point about like like the decorations and like spilling wine on a white carpet type of like this is even worse you couldn't do anything worse than red wine on a white carpet type of thing it's like yeah. uh, that kind of stuff i just love so that's what i've been watching a ton of but as far as movies go i've been hitting the movie theater a lot but who needs movie theaters when we can stream? That's another thing we could talk about. Netflix falling apart. But I had three mini driver movies last month. Yeah. I had to do a couple more this month. Uh, Hope Spring. It's on Disney Plus. If you're interested. I think uh, this might be the one I saw you logged it and i'm like what the heck is this and before i even like clicked on it i'm like i bet you this is mini driver (laughs) i couldn't even tell from the pictures but that's what it was yeah and (laughs) it was a good time uh i think uh i'm just trying to where where are we going here uh i gave it a three and a half but it's solid, but it's rated a two on Letterboxd. So maybe I'm giving it the mini driver bump. But Colin Firth, Heather Graham, mini driver, uh, Oliver Platt's in it. Mary Steinbergen. Steinbergen? Bergen. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It, she's Back to the Future 3, right? Yeah. So all these characters... Uh, and Mini Driver has her British accent. Both of these movies that I saw with Mini Driver had her British accent. Much prefer Mini in the British accent role because of Tarzan. She never goes that full British, <laughs> I feel. Uh, rarely. But I, uh, it was good. She's kind of the bad guy in this movie. Uh, her and Colin Firth were engaged and then they split and he's takes off to america to find himself and all this stuff and then heather heather graham gets involved in his life and it's good fun new england setting uh pretty good romantic comedy humor uh yeah enjoyed it quite a bit and then i'll just go quick because i I tried to put things together uh what was the other one high heels low lives Mm -hmm. another mini driver i think i'm just gonna watch all of them eventually uh 
Where is this one? Also, uh, three and a half. And it's a 2.8 on Letterbox, but it's uh, they're in England in this one. Uh, what's her name? Her so Mini Driver and Mary McCormack, isn't it? And they ha- somehow through a few circumstances, crazy things, they hear overhear a bank robbery on like a radio. Like, they're on the same channel as the criminals doing the bank robbery. So then they start trying to blackmail them to give them... They want some money from the bank robbery so they won't turn these criminals into the cops. And that's the story. And it's not amazing. I give it a three and a half. But it's fun. Uh, yeah. And it's very much more British and uh, that kind of realm. But I enjoyed it quite a bit at a three and a half. Like, it's not amazing, but it's good. And there's good violence, not like hot fuzz, like actual violence (laughs) at the end or something. But like guns going off and like craziness and insanity happening and it's uh it's good and they're both good in it of course mini driver nails it (laughs) but yeah that's it and an awesome running 86 minutes that's what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah that's nice um i watched this was uh tail end of my Oscar run. I watched uh oh, do I wanna save this one? For our scavenger hunt. This is an Oscar winner. When are we doing that? I gotta start uh recording these so that I know not to spoil things uh let me double check this because <laughs> I think I already did this uh, screw it I'll uh I have plenty other Oscar winners. I watched Oscar winning movie from 1989, Driving Miss Daisy. Okay. Um, never seen it before. Uh, I had bought it a while ago and um, starring Morgan Freeman, Jessica Tandy, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Dan Aykroyd is like this businessman. His mother is getting old. She crashes her car backing out of the driveway and then hires Hoke to drive her around, played by Mr. Morgan Freeman. And it's just one of those delightful, uh, kind of not cheesy but like 
just following these two characters and that them becoming friends kind of thing uh through this chauffeur relationship mm-hmm. i've never seen it it's it's pretty good it's not like amazing and it is like uh i forget when it takes place but it spans over 25 years um mainly the it's showing like the beginning of that and just ends towards the end of that but uh yeah, I don't know what the era like. Uh, when uh, maybe it's the '60s, um, because I know at one part they're gonna hear Martin Luther King Jr. speak. Okay. So he was assassinated in '68. So yeah, would be yeah I, I, mainly taken. I was thinking. 60s. I'm trying to think of that U2 song if they say the number, the date. <laughs> 68 he died? Or 78? April 4th, 1968. 68, yeah. Yeah, that's true. 68 is like sometime, talk about 1996. 68 is like people claim like one of the worst years. <laughs> like, I don't know if Robert F. Kennedy was shot the same year, but then just tons of riots and garbage going on as well then. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie obviously a bit about race and stuff like that. It's not too heavy-handed. It's not too... I don't think it's too condescending, me being a 21st century white boy, but... um, yeah, it's not like she's she she, do, she doesn't start out racist the way that I thought that it would be is like right. should be all about that but like not in the way that you would expect at least because she even says she's like oh I'm not I'm not racist I she, they have like a a housekeeper and she's black so that's like her excuse she's like oh I love so and so so it's like the classic like I can't be racist I have, I have black friends right. <laughs> like but technically she's paid to work for her so um yeah and uh the only thing I said about it on um Letterboxd was about the score it's got a Hans Zimmer score. Oh, yeah. So it's the nice light dramatic or light drama Hans Zimmer. Um, Not quite the like African vibe of Rain Man, but similar kind of thing going into the 90s. Uh, So I'm sure you'd be into that. Oh, that's when I saw Hans Zimmer in concert. That's what he opened with. Okay. <laughs> and it's the best. Like, yeah. it is such... You can watch it on YouTube. It is awesome. Like, that opening. Because it, they start off with, like, just the piano. And then he just keeps adding different instruments into it. So, it's awesome.
place that he uh, keeps that around in the repertoire. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to use this to segue into what I watched last night. Um, I rewatched for the first time since seeing it in theaters in 2008. Be Kind Rewind. Yes. Cool. I remember liking that movie. I've only seen it once. Yeah, I I remember liking it, but kind of feeling disappointed in it. And it was a while that I like I'd see it and be like, eh, I don't know that I want to buy that. But eventually, bought like you bought everything else used copy. <laughs> yeah, and it's like yeah, I'll watch it again. So I bought it a while ago, and I for whatever reason last night I was like. I feel like it's time. It's time to revisit Be Kind Rewind. And I was having this feeling, I think I'll like it more second time, knowing exactly what it is. Because I feel it uh, kind of fell victim to marketing where it seemed like this wacky comedy. Yeah. And it doesn't keep that momentum the whole time. And last night I was even thinking like it only gets better as it goes. Like it starts out okay. Like the stuff with Jack Black, like there's some funny things, I guess, but it's like, I don't know it until they get to the actual, um, sweeting of movies when they're, they're filming themselves when they start doing Ghostbusters, that's when it's like, okay, now we're going. And then it kind of takes a turn at some point where it's like, they could just keep doing these things of like, let's just recreate beloved movies. And they don't really do that as much as what I was expecting the first time. And that's probably why I was more disappointed, but uh, it has more like heart to it towards the end i really like the ending and i think it just finishes real strong with what it goes for and it's all about like community and um i don't know uh it's heartwarming is the best way to say it and uh yeah like the funniest stuff i think is probably that ghostbusters part and there are other things but it's like they do RoboCop, which I don't really care about, and they don't spend as much time doing the other movies. They'll do, like, you see a scene that they're filming. There is one cool shot, and I'd kind of like to see how they actually did it. I'm sure it is just a, an, a real one take where it's, like, going through, and it's showing all these different movies that they're, they're filming uh, in one take. Obviously, just like a real-time montage almost where there's probably costume changes and like body doubles and stuff like that so uh that part's pretty cool for for all that stuff but yeah it's it's just fun um fun and heartwarming is what i'll say and uh, i remember liking the men in black thing yeah they had the cars upside down or yeah. they were upside down yeah, when they when they start doing it, it's like okay, what are they doing here? And then the camera flips, 
there's like a bunch of cars on a wheel (laughs) so it looks like they're going by so yeah all those little tricks it's like that is cool like if you're making a movie on a budget like that is a cool trick and it looks good it's directed by michael gondry who did like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind so that's that one. i was honestly thinking of that movie while you were talking about this <laughs> well yeah that one long take that's what it, like that's where you can tell because there's things in that movie where it's like there's there can't be a cut in this and it's like flipping around to things yeah. and like uh doing things real time internal spotline <laughs> <laughs> internal spotline is uh the first movie I ever saw with my wife, then girlfriend. So, yeah. That's coming out on 4K this year. Hmm. So, might have to... I don't own it. Might have to buy that. So, yeah. And then, other thing about it, I probably didn't notice the first time, but um, Sigourney Weaver is in it. She's oh. like a, a Do you have this on Blu-ray? No. It's a DVD. Okay, but uh, physical. But I did buy it, yes. Okay. Uh, and I just, it clicked. It's like, oh, she's in Ghostbusters. And they, that's the first thing they do. Right. So that's funny. And there's a guy playing Dana. So <laughs> That's fun. Uh, but yeah, I love, I love that. That is the best part. Like all the things they're re- recreating because it's like, Every well, maybe not everyone knows that movie, but if you know that movie, you know it pretty well. Like it's mm-hmm. very uh, iconic in a lot of scenes. So it's like the things that they're doing is pretty faithful, but also it's like they're doing things from memory. I think the a part that gets a pretty good laugh is like they go to do the theme song, and Jack Black is like just singing some random thing. It's like. Everyone knows the Ghostbusters theme song. He's like, when you're walking down the street and you see a little ghost, it's like, that's not the theme song. He's like, no, I'm pretty sure that is. It's like, it's so out there. It's like, his performance is pretty Jack Black-ish. And I think that's that's part of the expectation thing. It's like, oh, this is just going to be wacky Jack Black all the time. And at a certain point, it's like, I don't even really care about this character. Like... He is kind of more the comic relief, but most deaf is the the main guy, and then uh, Danny Glover. I like in this too, so there we go. Gave it a solid four stars. It was probably like a three, three and a half <laughs> at most before, so it's creeping up. That's good. Four sweet it. I got a lot of fours this month. <laughs> You're in a good mood. Uh, Sounds good. I don't know if I said, but Driving Miss Daisy, also a four. So let's three fours so far. Right. Uh, did I talk about Apollo 10 and a half? No, but I also watched that. So we okay. can talk about that. Let's talk about it. We haven't, we haven't talked. We don't know what, or I don't know what you think. I love it. I thought it was great. Uh... Film Junk mentioned it. I probably wouldn't have watched it necessarily if I didn't hear them mention it. But, uh, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. It's on Netflix if mm-hmm. you 
can watch it there. And it's just about a kid growing up in the 60s in Houston. Uh, and the space program is the main like backdrop to everything. But then it's, it's tons of nostalgia and like meandering and not really focused and just about living. And yeah. I loved it. Like yeah. more and more I think about it, it's probably a five. I gave it a four and a half, but like, I loved it. Like it is so nostalgic, but like the minutiae that they get into and like details where it's not like him listing off the movies or the TV shows. And it's not like yeah. one or two. It just like keeps going and going. The screen. Yeah. With, yeah. And it's like, these are the popular ones. And then these are the ones that had like one season or they're canceled before the season. And it's like, we've never heard of these. Yeah. So it's like deep cut stuff. Yeah, I liked uh, it a lot. I I liked it. I didn't love it as much as you, but I think um, two things. It's uh, the best comparison I've heard is it um, being like a Christmas story, where it's like yeah. older version of the kid narrating. This is the way life was, but. Uh, it doesn't have as much plot to it. It's it is just like listing things off a lot of the <laughs> time, almost like this is something we did, this is something that happened. These are the like it, it, and it's fine. Like it's never boring, at least, but it's also not like super engaging because there isn't a a real thread through the whole movie. There is kind of this like the way it starts and ends mm -hmm. talking about the space program and this Apollo 10 and a half mission, uh, which is like probably the least interesting. Like <laughs> I, I don't really care for it. The, that part of it, like if it was just a straight story, I would probably like it more, but yeah, it's so you don't care for the, mission part or the other part the like life part the mission right like it, basically it, for anyone like you can kind of get it from the title ten and a half it's like it's showing the kid on um a mission I think this is like in the first scene like right mm -hmm. away they set it up of him going through training okay. but uh yeah basically it's like uh, I don't. I don't know if that's a spoiler, but he's uh, what you would call an unreliable narrator. By the end, it's like I don't think this kid went to the moon. Obviously, we know a kid didn't, right. but it's not like it's playing like this actually happened. Yeah, <laughs> like it, and that is creative. But I don't really. I'm less interested in that than um than the rest of it. So. Yeah, no, I agree. And like the movie goes on for like 50 minutes and then it goes back yeah. to it. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this almost. Yeah. But uh, I did like when the NASA guys come to find them. And it's just like, we saw what you did on the school courtyard there. And I just love 
that like 10 year old mentality of thinking you're awesome and like yeah. imagining people think you're awesome like th- there's lots of that kind of stuff in uh christmas story as well yeah i feel like that's where christmas story leans into it more and it is obvious it's like this is ralphie's imagination where this i don't know like if they're really trying to play it off but yeah it it does work of like um when you're playing sports it's like someone's gonna see this and recognize how awesome i am (laughs) like that's what's going on in this kid that's what that translates to yeah but other than that like the rest of it um i mean it kind of ties in at the end one thing that the parents say uh putting him to bed after Mm -hmm. they've watched the space mission and it's like okay i get it but i it, it is like the the least part of the movie that i care for so yeah i i just enjoyed it and the nostalgia just like i didn't live in that era but yeah (laughs) that's like just like and the fact that it doesn't go dark or anything like bad is awesome yeah there's no like villain there is it's just it's almost like a documentary yeah uh, and we didn't even mention like it's animated yeah. or it's like um, rotoscoped. Mm-hmm. So it's like real things filmed with this animation on top of it. So kind of has a unique look uh, directed by Richard Linklater, who has done other rotoscope movies mm-hmm. like this. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't, I'm not like, I did. It takes took me a while to get into it, but then I liked it. And if I ever had a chance to do something, it would be like I kind of would like to try it out because it's a cool idea as well. Where like just like budget wise, where it's just like you could just film someone in uh, like a warehouse on a lot of these things, and then you just add the 60s aesthetic to it like you don't have to decorate the apartment or you know what i mean like you could you do the rotoscoping obviously like for the human action and all that kind of stuff but like yeah it's just a kind of neat little way of making a movie neat it was neato it was neato yeah that's a good word. I think it's neat. <laughs> uh, you can go. Okay. Um, so I, I'll say it again. I gave it a four. <laughs> the old four. Um, I kind of mentioned this. I won't go into it. King Richard. I watched. I mentioned on another episode just that I did watch it. And... Um, yeah, Will Smith is pretty good. I mean, I think there were other good performances. It's not like I watched this and I'm like, man, he deserves an Oscar. But, uh, I thought the movie was pretty good. Very standard, like, um, sports biopic type movie. Uh, even though he's not the athlete. So it's kind of interesting in that, but, uh, the two girls playing Venus and Serena Williams are pretty good too. 
actually, very, very close to Tin Cup. It's got the same sort of ending. Uh, not in the... Obviously, the different sports and uh, what... Uh, I will, I'll leave it at that. Uh, th actually, this one... Obviously, this is a true story. So it's not like they've played it up for drama. But... Um, I didn't know what was going to happen because I didn't. I know of the Williams sisters. I never followed anything they did, but it's like, oh yeah, they win everything. <laughs> so, okay. uh, but yeah, so I didn't really know the, where this was going, what the outcome would be, but got a pretty satisfying ending, like Tim Cup. Um, also four stars. And to keep that four-star train rolling, also from 2008, same year as uh, Be Kind Rewind, first time watch of In Bruges. Have you ever seen this? No, but I've started it and then fell asleep and then never went back to it. Yeah, it is that kind of movie where it's <laughs> like, I don't know what this is. I'll put it on and I wouldn't blame you for falling asleep, but I think it was that was a similar thing. I was putting it on late. And it's like, I'll just see what happens. But uh, I was pretty into it. It is it is weird. Uh, it's different. It almost seems like cheap. Like cheaply made. Right. But it's like, but these are like huge name actors. Like, I don't think it's cheap. But uh, it almost, it's like, or maybe uh, not a student film, but just like a very, uh, I don't know, just inexperienced filmmaker but not not saying it's bad just uh it has that feel to it like this is maybe it is some whoever the director was uh let's see martin mcdonough he did seven psychopaths three billboards outside ebbing missouri Okay, he did Six Shooter. Never heard of that, but that was in 2004. So this is kind of his big break, I'm going to say, in Bruges. And it was talked about at the time, um, and I didn't know what it was about, really. So it's taken me this long to get to it. But basically, um, Colin Farrell is a hitman, I guess, assassin and uh him and uh what's his name buddy from uh braveheart brendan gleason <laughs> they're like i don't know if they're partners but they're together and uh they're kind of on like they're laying low in bruges after this one assignment so they're waiting for orders from their boss Colin Farrell's restless, doesn't want to be there. Brendan Gleeson's just trying to enjoy himself like it's a little vacation. And uh, I wouldn't say hijinks ensue. It's not like as wacky as there are some things in it that are kind of wacky, but like uh, the funniest things <laughs> in this movie to me are there's so many like uh, midget humor jokes there's like a part where they're out at night and there's a a film shooting and 
uh, there's a little person in it. And just like every time Colin Farrell says midget, it is funny. Like, and him just being like fascinated with it. And then he becomes friends with the actor and you keep seeing him throughout the movie. Uh, and it, it's pretty dark too. Uh, like some of the stuff, but very entertaining. I, I liked it. I kept my attention. Didn't know where it was going to go with things. Uh, and, yeah I was quite satisfied with it it wasn't like I wasn't disappointed but I wasn't as blown away as some people made it out to be but uh yeah it was it was falling in line with I'm just in a four-star mood and uh that's that's how I felt about this one too so I I would recommend it nice I should check it out uh I watched, where is, oh, uh, Stand Up Guys. Have you ever heard or seen Stand Up Guys? It's on Amazon. I've heard. I couldn't tell you anything about it. It's got uh, Christopher Walken, Al Pacino, and Alan Arkin. Okay. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it four and a half again for me (laughs) Uh, i don't know what it was but well no i know exactly what it is the dynamic between the three of them but more specifically uh walken and al pacino is so good and they are all three of them are great actors and it's just like you're hanging out with these guys al pacino gets out of prison at the beginning of the movie, Christopher Walken's there to pick him up. He killed someone, so he's been in prison for 28 years. So, like, uh, but they're old friends and all this stuff. Uh, there's not much to spoil, but I won't get into more details than that as far as the plot goes. But, like, it takes place over just one day. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. They're acting Christopher Walken, especially both like Al Pacino is awesome too, but Walken is just like nailing it. And just like, he's not, he's doing his Walken talk, but not like exaggerating it or like, he's just, it's just very nice. They're a bunch of old men and, uh, I thought it was quite funny, but not like hilarious, but just like enjoyably funny. Like this is amusing type stuff. And the movie even has quite a heart to it. And, uh, yeah, I loved it. And then I rated it and then I looked it up and it has a awesome 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) And it's just like, Wow, and there's a couple movies that I've watched, and it's just like, I disagree. Uh, (laughs) This is awesome. I don't know why everyone hates it. I know certain movies why people hate it, but I don't know why people hate this one. Uh, But yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm going to get the Blu-ray coming. I'm going to order it because it has commentary. So, listen to the director's thoughts on it. But I, uh, 
this is like uh, Fat Man for me, where it's like I will definitely yeah. rewatch this and get back into it. And there's some good violence in it, like not crazy shootouts or anything, but like just quick, uh, yeah, stuff. That's uh, yeah. I liked it quite a bit. It's on Amazon right now. Check it out. Um, I've got uh, two rewatches I'll mention real quick. Do you know what April 8th is? No, I know what April 5th is. April 8th is known as Rex Manning Day. Oh, Rexy, you're so sexy. For the movie Empire Records. Okay. On my top 100, which when we put this on, Brenda was saying, I was surprised that it's on your top 100. But watching this, it's like, I do love this movie. Like, it, I don't know why... I, it seems odd to her that I would. I think it's like so enjoyable. All the characters, the costumes, 1995. So it's almost the best year. Uh, <laughs> but like, this is one of those movies where it's very easy for me to say, like, they don't make them like this anymore. Where it's like, all the characters are like unique within the movie, where it's like, or distinct maybe is a better word and uh, I like like I said all the the costuming I think is great because it's just 90s kind of not everyone's grunge but like you've got a little bit of that a little bit of this I'm gonna do a little bit of this a little bit of that I'm gonna stay up all day I'm gonna sleep up all night and uh, it's um, it's just good fun quotable um i not that i don't care for the soundtrack that it suits the movie i don't like listen to it on its own um there's some great tracks in it uh it's just a great hangout movie and uh yeah it's a five banger for sure i love it uh and then the fact that uh it's Rex Manning Day, so the the central thing in the movie is this singer Rex Manning's coming to the record store. So everyone keeps saying it's Rex Manning Day. Uh, but watched it, and then we're like, does it even say what the date is? And like, we went back to check because it's like it's all over social media. Not like everyone's posting, but but people who care will share something about it and i didn't look it up it could have been easy just to google it but stopped at a few key scenes and then one at the beginning uh when some of the characters are going into the store there's a poster on the front door and paused it paused on another angle and it's like looks like that could be like an april uh six or nine or <laughs> but it, it's like no i think it's eight i think i think the world is right anyone on 
Facebook that's saying it's Rex Manning Day. So confirmed Rex Manning Day, April 8th. So uh, I don't know that we watch it every year on the date, but with Facebook memories, it's very easy to be like, oh, that's today. We should watch it. So, mm. uh, And then the other rewatch... Um, speaking of TMNT, this is the Ninja Turtles movie I watched, not from my top 100. This is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows from 2016. Uh, I watched the first one. Uh, I don't know if does that one have a subtitle? The first of these live action ones. I don't even remember when I watched it. Um, so I watched the second one. I had bought it on Blu-ray a while ago. Uh, I had seen it on Netflix or something a few years back. I think this is a very good movie. I think it's up there for Ninja Turtles movies. Like, it's not as good as the first, very first, like, Jim Henson one. I don't know about the second one, how I feel about it yet. <laughs> well, I'd have to watch it again to say for sure. But this one, this second one, is just a lot of fun. It's never like, this is so dumb, I hate this. It's just like, if it's dumb, it is equally fun and you don't care that it's like... It's Sorry. a cartoon, like Bebop and Rocksteady. It's like, I accept this. This is being I've played seen, as a cartoon. I've only seen these ones once each. But yes, I think like they are doing what they're attempting to do. Yeah. Like it's not. And there's this one, there's being a sequel. There's no setup. Like you're just kind of with them right away. There's no like hiding the turtles. And then there's the big reveal or whatever. Um, I think something with the first one that it's also off-putting is there's times when they're not wearing their masks and it's just like, these turtles are ugly. But in this one, I never really felt like... Like, they still looked like the first ones, but maybe they've tweaked the models, but they also never take off their masks. So it works. That um, is better. And, yeah, that's, just like... That's fun a genie set. with his cuffs. Yeah. Or Pocahontas with her necklace. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, you can't... Like, I just remember definitely in the first one, there's Michelangelo, like, close up with him without the mask. And it's just like, this is very off putting. Uh, <laughs> it but, is yeah. true. Like, those characters were designed for the mask. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's pretty good. Krang is also in it, which I completely forgot about. And he's really good like he's not in it a lot but it's like man they really nailed some of this like classic stuff from the cartoon that I remember and uh, even the climax isn't like too crazy over the top with stuff and uh, yeah I think it's just a fun time and then uh, Casey Jones played by Stephen Amell aka Arrow I think he's decent in it. Like, he's a pretty good Casey Jones. Um, and I don't hate Megan Fox. And then the, the other improvement, um, Will Arnett 
is still in it but he's not in it as much and didn't really get the character in the first one like he's he's kind of a weird like (laughs) comic relief trying to Mm -hmm. be romantic interest for april but he's like super old compared to her so it's just creepy and uh yeah and this he's still around but like it's kind of cool how they handle him because it's like he takes credit for the first one for defeating shredder so he's kind of got this like fake celebrity status and that kind of has its moments and keeps him out of the main story but then they use him later on there's a nice gag i remember from the first time watching where he's like trying to find where a cable goes from something and he's like pulling it out of the wall and it's just like going up around the ceiling and then it comes back down to like where he started (laughs) and it's like this not slapstick but like that kind of physical gag that like it would be in like an earnest movie like that is in earnest saves christmas where he's pulling (laughs) a cable out of the wall but like the fact that it's like it goes literally around the room to come back where it started it's just this like you wouldn't expect this in a 2016 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> like, they're clearly not taking themselves seriously. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's it's good, clean fun for the whole family. Yeah. That is like, they're not, oh, we're going to have dark and gritty yeah. turtles. Yeah. That, I think like... the first one is a little more like that. With, like, Shredder, it's like, give him more blades on him. More. And it's just, like, it's insane. It's like, how does he accomplish anything? But this, it's like, I mean, that that could have been funny, but they don't try and make it funny. It's like, no, we're going to make it cooler and darker. But if that Shredder outfit was in this one, someone would be making fun of it. So, I like it. Cool. Uh, I'll do two, because they're just related in the war world one fake war one real war uh attack force z or z this is on to be uh it probably is z because it's australian hmm. uh i was just going through how you can click on stuff where it's like actor and find all their stuff i was trying to get watch ransom with mel gibson yeah and it's like it's on nothing and you can't even get it on itunes i forget if i got that one i feel like i've been looking for it yeah so i ordered it on this is why you have physical media yeah for for ransom and a few other movies like uh prairie home companion where it's like it's not streaming and uh i'm sure it's digital somewhere but i most of my digitals just itunes stuff where yeah so whatever but this is on tubi has a very young mel gibson and a very young sam neill and it's like here we go (laughs) i'll check this very australian yes so it's it's a World War Two, Australian Army, and it's like special forces, and they're just like they uh, movie opens, and these guys are out in off this island, 
and uh, they come out of a sub, set up these cool kayaks, get on the kayaks, the sub goes down, and then they go to the island, so it's all secret and whatnot. And then their mission is to get this uh, deserter, Japanese deserter, uh, out of there and to rescue him, to bring him back, to be interrogated or whatever, right? Help them, uh, the allies out. And they're on a Chinese island, though. So World War II... Japanese deserter, Japanese army, Australians, but Chinese island. And it's not amazing by any stretch, but it's good, like, man on a mission. Sam Neill and uh, Mel Gibson are solid in it. And, yeah, it was enjoyable. No, it's not, like, yeah, right home, awesome, but it's it's it was solid. It's not... Uh, it's a perfect little, like, World War II movie, right? <laughs> uh, then I watched, for a fake war, Red Dawn, the original. Mm-hmm. I've not seen the second one. I will eventually watch it now. Uh, I've known, I've seen that streaming places. Yeah. But I bought Red Dawn at one of these used Blu-ray places, so it's like, yeah, I'll check this out. I've heard tons of people talk about it. Matt Gorley talks about it. Lots of people talk about it all the time. Not that it was, like, amazing or whatever, but I did not like Red Dawn. As Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen, uh, girl, uh, Leah Thompson, what's the Dirty Dancing Girl's name? Is that Jessica Beals? I don't know. Or is that someone else? But, uh, so Jennifer yeah. Jennifer Beals? Jennifer Beals. So yeah, it's a prequel to Dirty Dancing with her and Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but whatever. But it is lots of screaming at each other. Like, it, it seems a lot of, uh, improv, not, yeah, improv or just like, here, we're going to set up the scene. You're mad at this guy. Go. And just act it out. So it's like, it's almost like they pause sometimes and like are trying to think of what to say to each other. Like the dialogue is pretty brutal and all that kind of stuff. And it's not as fun as I thought it would be. Like it does take itself pretty seriously and I guess that's not a knock on the movie because just because that's what what my expectation was it doesn't mean that's what the movie should be but it gets like really really serious and for the topic matter of like teenagers resisting a Russian invasion it's like okay it's a little far-fetched that they could do anything so it's like Let's tone down the seriousness at the same time, the inner conflict and all this stuff, because, yeah, whatever. But I will say, this movie starts off, for me, at a 10 out of 5. 
the start is awesome. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I I've only seen the remake. Okay, can I spoil it? I don't know if it's in the remake. It's right um, at the beginning. Go for it. I I'm sure. It's just like this country high school, right? Yeah. And that's all good. And then they're in, it reminds me not so much of our high school. It reminds me of my elementary school. We had a giant window in our uh, grade eight class and you could see right to the road, uh, but like big, nice windows. And it was at the back of the class. And so in this movie, the teacher's talking to the kids going on about something. And then you just see guys in parachutes landing outside. And that's how it starts with like the invasion. But like that visual I thought was awesome. Like this is like, this is going to be an amazing movie. Like it was such a cool way to start it. But then, yeah, not so much the rest of it. I gave it a two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I did not care for it. It was like, dumb like the acting's dumb the action is like fine but you don't like really any of the characters leah thompson i guess i kind of like but uh yeah i don't know whatever yeah i don't remember much of the remake um it's uh I thought it was fine, I, but yeah, pretty... Like, it, well, look at, looking it up, it has a 48 on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it's not like this thing's... Like, it's more like a cult or like a famous movie. Yeah. But not that it's... Uh, story by Kevin Reynolds. Is that the Kevin Costner, buddy? Yeah. Could be. I think so. The premise is not the worst thing in the world, but... Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, I mean, I see why they remade it, especially with, like, the Modern Warfare video games, like, with the U.S. being invaded. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's that's a cool concept, and, yeah. like, doing things in suburbs and whatnot. Yeah. Like, it's different, but... Yeah. yeah. I hadn't seen that one. Um, do I have anything like that? Not really. Um, something else that was uh, a rewatch. I kind of mentioned it on another show, The Last Airbender. Yeah. Um, by M Night Shyamalan, I think is not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. I saw it in theaters. I want to watch it. Uh, I think it's fine. I. I probably give it a bit of a bump for that, but also just the way that I rate movies, it's like this is a completely fine movie, and uh, I like the source material. First time I saw it, I hadn't seen the show, but now I have, so it's like, yeah, I can see why people would be pissed off about this because it's not exactly the same as it. But it's like, for what they accomplish in it, it's pretty good. Like I. Th- I think it shows that he actually did like the show 
and it's one of those things where it's like you got to fit a whole season into one movie and it's like yeah i think the script um at least the adaptation of it is pretty good the dialogue isn't great sometimes but uh there's only a couple actors that it's like this is a bad choice like the one female lead i think sucks the most and the rest are like okay but uh yeah like it's a cool story and it is better in the show but like if people aren't into anime this is a more accessible way to know what it's all about um and i think the visuals look pretty cool and it kind of uh you can tell the the Zack Snyder's 300 influence on it like <laughs> it's uh there's at least one scene for sure probably more than one where it's doing the like side scroll zoom in zoom out fast slow like doing like right. that whole thing so yeah. it looks like kids 300 um but yeah the concept's cool it's like you people that can control elements it's like the force but there's water air earth and fire so you mainly see fire and water benders but then uh the original show is called avatar the last airbender and uh the concept is there's the avatar can control all four elements and when it dies it's reincarnated in the next um tribe in the cycle so this is the the main story it's pretty i like the concept so the fire nation uh wants to control everything so they wipe out all the air nomads because they know the avatar is going to be an air bender and then uh the avatar survives and it's like a hundred years later or whatever that they find him and uh so that's cool uh cool concept the the main thing that's weird about it is the change of nationalities like in a cartoon it's kind of hard to tell what people are but like when you have certain names and the way they're drawn like the fire nation is very Asian like it very Chinese I guess uh but in this they're all like uh West Asia or I don't know what you would ca- call it but like um the main guy uh Prince Zuko is slumdog millionaire so like uh kind of Indian flavor <laughs> for <laughs> For this nation and it's like okay that's weird some of the names don't really fit with the skin tone for sure and then like the some of the the water tribe they're i don't know what they're supposed to be in the show because they're kind of darker skin but they still look like white so uh but in this it's like most of the tribe looks like they're eskimo because they're in like the the north and south poles and then the two main leads it's like they're so white <laughs> so it's like you couldn't even just make everyone white but uh yeah it's just little things like that where it's like things aren't exactly the same and it is condensed into like an hour and a half like it's a very short movie for 
basically they take like four or five of the main of the like uh episodes from the season and make it into one story and it's like i think they did a pretty good job so visuals are good acting is not great story is good um but it's got a what's the average rating on letterboxd was like i know it was mainly half star reviews and it's like there's no way this is a half star movie like that's just people hating it so it's got a 1.1 i gave it a three star because it's like this is completely adequate and enjoyable at times so maybe it's more of a two and a half but i just i have a a like for it so yeah i just i don't get it being hated that much it's just people defaulting to i hate this so it's got to have the lowest score that's not fair that's not fair for the last airbender okay i yeah i want to check it out uh just trying to do things and somewhat make sense i watched across 110th street it is on Criterion, and it is, like, the streaming channel. And it is, they have a black exploitation. Black, how do you say that? Black exploitation. <laughs> black exploitation uh, section up right now. And there's a couple more that I'm going to definitely check out. I was going to watch Jackie Brown. And then I ended up watching the extra features to Jackie Brown and then didn't end up watching the movie and then just randomly <laughs> was looking through the Criterion channel and all these were up there and it's like, yeah, I'm going to check some of these out. And I just randomly picked across 110th Street because I recognize there's a song with that title that is in... American Gangster and Jackie Brown. And it was awesome as well. I think I gave it a four and a half as well. <laughs> I, uh, hitting on some of these jackpots. Uh, what's his name? Yaya. What? What's a black guy in Alien? Uh, Kodo. What's his name? Uh, Yafet. What's his? <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, the guy that died recently yeah uh let me tell you i got we gotta do it right now yafet kodo okay i got so there we go so he's in it and he's quite young uh there's another couple guys you recognize at the very beginning uh paulie from Rockies in it, but he's in it just for a very short period of time. But 
this movie, I don't know if it has been remade. It should be remade. It, I guess American Gangster is in that same universe. But 70s New York crime is fantastic. And there's lots of racial stuff in this, obviously, being a black exploitation movie. But it was fascinating and quite entertaining and intense and all these things uh yeah i enjoyed it quite a bit there's good violence good editing good excellent acting like very impressed with this have never heard of it but loved it so uh, and then they had a little thing on the channel there a lady just talking about all these types of movies and like there are it's not like one genre because there's like weird wacko psychedelic things as well that it's in there but you saw uh dolomite is my name right yeah so it's like i've got to rewatch that too <laughs> or yeah, like in that that world and stuff and uh there's a couple other ones with uh Oh, what's her name? The Pam Greer. Yeah, and it's like, it like coffee wanna, and Foxy Brown. Yeah, I want to watch those, and then I want to watch some of the Shaft ones. There's like Shaft, and then Shaft's big score or stuff like that. And it's like, if these are like the top, it's just like music, right? Yeah. Like where it's like the. Uh, every band is like they got three or four awesome bangers <laughs> type of thing and it's like if these are some of the best of black exploitation it's like oh yeah they're probably gonna be awesome so looking forward to checking some more out i'm gonna try to watch some of the older shaft ones at least two of them because i think the original shaft is pretty highly rated and it's just interesting characters also because it's not like these guys are pure good guys. Like even in this, you sympathize uh, with the quote, not bad guys, but like everyone's bad, right? So it's just like the degree of bad because it's like criminals killing other criminals, corrupt cops on the take. But they're uh, are taking down the really bad guys, right? Or all this kind of stuff. So it's like no one is good, but there's degrees and all this stuff. So and it's 1970s New York, which looks like a hellhole, <laughs> which I believe it was. So yeah, I liked it quite a bit. There's a, a spoof kind of of the genre called Black Dynamite that I remember thinking was pretty good, but it's it's like um, it's fairly recent, but made to look like it was made back then. Right. Uh, and I watched Dolomite, I, the actual. Oh yeah, 
like original <laughs> it's something else like especially having i i don't know that i would have enjoyed it as much as having watched dolomite is my name first right. uh i mean it's definitely one i guess to watch with people to laugh at because it's just so bizarre and not well made but yeah i i haven't seen really anything else other than those so i keep okay. i know that some of those pam greer ones are on stuff like Tubi and like the free yeah. streaming things because i i'm sure there's like no ownership for them yeah and <laughs> like, then there's also one called the original gangsters and all these ones like p- people like pam greer and i don't remember the other actors names but uh there's one of these made in 1996 so kind of like a kind of like how jackie brown is but also like a tribute because these are like 70s 80s and then it's like okay we're gonna bring back these guys and uh yeah gotta check it out i'm looking forward to it actually um i kind of ranted more about airbender than i thought i have another one like that i rewatched the amazing spider-man 2 since i watched um no way home it's like gotta gotta watch that andrew garfield again i had watched amazing spider-man 1 recently and it came up um I think because Brenda came home from Walmart one day after uh, No Way Home came out and she bought it on Blu-ray even though we just saw it in theaters and I put on the uh, the end fight just to watch and Alexis hadn't seen the movie yet obviously and there's the part where Andrew Garfield saves MJ and looks like he's gonna cry and i think she said like why does he look like that and i was like well see in his movie he tried to it was a similar thing yeah. he tried to save uh gwen stacy and, and so i'm going into it and it's like i gotta watch that i gotta watch that one again i remember thinking it was pretty good and really what i thought of it it's it's exactly what I thought when I when I rewatched it. In fact, it's probably like amplified everything that I like. I like even more. But then the, there's the things that I dislike, and I probably hate them even more now because it's like they're so polar opposite. The like the stuff in this movie. So I gave it right down the middle a two and a half because it's like Airbender does not piss me off. This movie, there are things that's just like this is so bad and so dumb and yet it's like andrew garfield and emma stone are awesome in it and like i think he is a very good spider-man i think it's one of my favorite suits of any spider-man um okay the there's the music in it is like hit and miss there's some pretty good like hero music but the electro music the music for jamie fox's character i didn't watch the bonus features this time but i remember one time 
I was watching it and they're like, oh yeah, we there's this classical piece that we took and we thought this would fit really well with electro, electro. So I don't remember what it is, but it's like, this music sucks for this movie. Like the music on its own, I'm sure is fine, but it's so not fitting with the with the movie mm. and sounds so goofy and the character is so goofy both in his pre-electro and like becoming electro it's like no way home took that character and made him not only bearable but like enjoyable and right. like <laughs> good to watch but in this it's just like i don't want to see him on the screen ever like it's so ugly and just a dumb comic book movie character and it's like this is why comic book movies have a bad name it's because of friggin sony and they're (laughs) trying to do things on their own (laughs) They, they need help from marvel uh and then green goblin out of nowhere like it's i mean it's a little bit in there but like it is so forced into it at the end and green goblins in it yeah except i've I don't seen know, this movie i don't know if I they call no him recollection that of it yeah harry osborne uh, it's like there's some genetic disease that the osborns have norman osborne dies like at the beginning and then it's like oh and i started getting this disease when i was your age so good luck with that and then he dies and then all of a sudden yeah, harry maybe, starts yeah. getting these like liver spots and then uh yeah so it's like i need spider-man's blood and it'll heal me and it's like it's the stupidest plot but like anything with spider-man in it is great and it's frustrating because there is such good spider-man stuff the opening with uh paul giamatti as crazy russian mobster is just so like this is kind of like ninja turtles where it's just like glorious fun dumb over the top stuff and he's just like in the like adidas tracksuit and with like tattoos and this ridiculous russian accent and spider-man's doing a car chase and some of the best web slinging scenes him going through the city like that's one thing tom holland never gets is like just the glorified web that's true like that's true i love those and like that's the highlight of the toby Maguire ones and then i think it's even better in this but uh yeah that's a fun opening and pretty fun closing where it's him again but he's in the rhino mech suit which i don't even mind i think that's if you're gonna do the rhino that's fine because the origin for the rhino in the comics is like he i don't even remember why he's putting on this rhino suit but like it gets like glued onto him and he's stuck in this rhino suit for life (laughs) and it's like the dumbest thing he's just nope you're the rhino now because you didn't think far enough ahead uh but yeah, it's it's a short little scene, but I I like the way it ends. Um, and yeah, Gwen Stacy's death is actually pretty emotional for how much like the majority of what's surrounding it I hate about the movie. It's like you still manage to get me like tearing up for this character because they're the best parts of it. But yeah, there's so many dumb setups of like uh, oh what was it? Oh yeah, there's like. Uh, there's planes that are on a collision course 
and it's like I, th- I guess would this have been before when was united 93 like how long did they wait before doing that i don't know i'm sure this is probably after but uh it feels like that where it goes to like the control uh aircraft control kind of place and when the power goes out and it's like oh no there's two planes they're gonna run into each other if we don't get the power back on by this time or whatever and then it's just like the stupidest little like forced in drama so that they have to get the power back on and spider-man doesn't know about this this is just something that's happening at the time (laughs) and it's just like dumb stuff like that and Aunt May has to go to nursing school to make ends meet so that she can be in the hospital at the end when the power goes out so that we're connected to. And it's just like very lazy, very dumb. So it's frustrating because it's like, I like things in it, but I can't really like the movie as a whole. So that's my amazing Spider-Man 2 rant. That is uh, (laughs) quite the rant. Uh... Sony! <laughs> Sony. Uh, before, oh, okay, I got one more there to do. Uh, this is deep into the episode, so no one will hear it. So that's fine. Uh, as far as <laughs> other people, but we were mentioning that I watched Air Force One with Steve. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't log it because God bless him, not Steve, but Aaron had motion smoothing <laughs> on his TV. So does that even count as a watch? It's uh, it's not a rewatch. It's the first time. <laughs> it's a first with time motion watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like at first, because how that movie starts is just the uh like just blue credits on black background. And so like, I'm not thinking this at all. And then it starts with uh, like parachutes, right? In the uh, distance. So it was like, yeah, this looks normal. <laughs> not even thinking of it. And then it's like, what's wrong? What's going on? And uh, I just let it go for like five minutes to make sure I'm not crazy. <laughs> and then it's like, Oh boy, this is motion smoothing. It's like, and we didn't shut it off. He's like, "Oh, does it bother you?" It's like, "Yes, it bothers me. It's insane. It's like, and it's like a nice TV. I don't know what people are doing. I don't. I can't even imagine the percentage of TVs out there with motion smoothing on right now. It's a disaster. Yeah. People like watching soap operas, I guess. Like it's just like yes. It looks real. Jurassic Park looks like a soap opera all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't want it to look real. I want it to look like a movie. (laughs) Yeah. It looks like complete trash. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send them that Tom Cruise uh, PSA. But uh, whatever. Uh, Changing topics. I watched uh, The Jericho Mile. I bought this a long time ago. Not that long ago, but a couple of years ago. Uh, Michael Mann, one of his first directorial, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a debut, but one of his first. And I'm 99% positive that it's a made-for-TV movie 
because of the aspect ratio and then also it feels like there's a lot of commercial breaks <laughs> how it's edited <laughs> like how it like so it's like after a while it's like this must have been made for tv uh but it's great i loved it as well it was it's uh just about i don't know if it's fulsome prison but uh, or another famous prison but uh prison guy i think it's 70s or 80s San i don't Quentin. know maybe it's something uh, jericho or is a guy named jericho <laughs> i don't know if that's a prison <laughs> i think it's called i don't know why it's called jericho they do let him outside to train so maybe jericho about running around the walls perhaps yeah. uh i don't maybe they do mention it i don't remember but yeah the this guy for their like break time or whatever yard time he just runs and he's uh actually quite fast so then like the warden and all this stuff they like it's a story about like different factions in the prison like mostly racial and all this other stuff were coming together or separating <laughs> mostly in the movie and fights like that and but coming together so this guy can race and be potentially let not let out like free but like compete because he's doing uh, times that are like competitive with the fastest men at the time so it's that kind of thing uh it was excellent uh similar vibe to parts of uh shawshank like quite a bit different but like just because of the setting alone you can't help it uh yeah enjoyed it quite a bit it was uh i don't know i don't have much to say about it but i liked it if you're in a mood for a good prison movie and that, all that kind of stuff and yeah Michael Mann's awesome mm-hmm. uh, when was that? when did I watch it? when it come out uh, for, I don't know 70s, 80s Uh, my next one is from 1980 this is something I bought fairly recently so pretty quick turnaround for watching it never seen before by mine eyes uh, but it is a classic to some I think it's an okay movie um, Caddyshack okay speaking yep. of golf movies second golf movie uh, this is a definite golf movie. Not that Tin Cup's not, but uh, uh, I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, I laughed a lot more than other th- things of this time. Um, it was way better than Meatballs in the comedy department. And, I mean, Bill Murray's in this, but like he's probably like one of the worst parts. 
So, like, I don't know what that says about the movie where it's like, I want less Bill Murray. Like, this character is not funny. Uh, and then, like, I'm watching the bonus features and it's like, yeah, we would just, like, let Bill go and, like, he'd just keep the camera on him and let him do whatever he wants. It's like, this stuff is not good. <laughs> like, uh, Chevy Chase and Rodney Dangerfield are the funniest parts. But there are other things. But like, um, Rodney Dangerfield just plays Rodney Dangerfield, just making these like yeah. one-liners and stuff. And like, some of them aren't great. But then there are some things that are legitimately funny, like observational stuff and uh, like just his over-the-top like uh, facial expressions and like exaggerated yeah. stuff. Like he's just fun to watch. And then. Um, Chevy Chase is basically like Clark Griswold if he was cool and not a klutz. Like he just kind of talks the same way and like even in like Christmas vacation sometimes he's got like good lines and stuff but like at the heart he is still a goofball but like in this he's just kind of the cool guy and uh, so it's kind of fun to watch him. He, I don't. He's not even really the main character. Like there's, there's the caddy. That I don't even know if this guy ever went to do anything else. But um, you're kind of following this one caddy. And another thing in the bonus features, it's like, yeah, it was gonna be more about the caddies, and it kind of like when we got these big names like those two it's like kind of turned into something else like following them a bit more um what's this guy michael o'keefe i think is the the main guy in it yeah i he's in things but it's like i don't think this guy ever made it <laughs> even though he's kind of the star of this, like, famous comedy. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think it's, like, this amazing thing. The Probably because of the Bill Murray stuff and the gopher, like, I'm sure you've seen clips of that. Yeah. It's, like, the little kind of animatronic puppet thing. And it's, like, even that aspect of it, it's, like, you could make that funny. But to me, it's just, like, this stuff is dumb but there's some there's some good stuff and it. it's worth watching um i think so i give it a three um okay. yeah so cool. check it uh, out caddyshack <laughs> yeah back to uh i've never i've seen parts of it but i've seen like the first 10 minutes yeah, and I I know I had seen like the opening before, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" Because it's just like the the guy at home, and like there's he's got like a huge family, I guess. Like there's all these brothers and sisters, and it's just like showing this house for a little bit, and it's like, "What is this movie?" <laughs> and right. It takes like a couple of minutes to get to the the clubhouse. Oh, and the villain in it, I think he's great. I think he does a good like over the top like rich white man kind of thing i think he's pretty good uh and one of the best moments i've seen um this clip before but i didn't know it was from this 
well, two things actually. One, I'll see people use um, this one clip. It's the bad guy. And he's saying like, well, we're waiting. <laughs> right. And I, for some reason, whenever I see it, it's like, is that Happy Gilmore? I don't remember what this is. Cause it's like people just standing around a green or whatever. And so that's for this. And then the other one is this uh, black guy in a boat and I don't know he's fishing or what, but like he does this double take um, because Rodney Dangerfield's driving around the marina in this huge boat and he's just causing mayhem. And this double take is the best. Like this guy's eyes are so bugged out of his head. Like it's just like the look, like yeah. and then super quick look back in his eyes are just massive. I gotta I'm gonna send it to you. It is like <laughs> so good. Uh <laughs> like that alone gave it a bump for me it's like this no this is awesome <laughs> to have that shot in your movie um double take sounds good Caddyshack. uh jericho mile was in 79 so it was 70s 80s <laughs> uh okay so yeah this is the next year and uh, what's his name? Brian Dennehy? Yeah. Is in it. From Tommy Boy and Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. Copy link. No, I'm going to save this image. Come in. Oh, that's not animated. You can go. I'll get this to you. Okay. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> you need to see this. Uh, I will transfer into my theatrical viewings with the first Sonic. I saw okay. in at uh, on Amazon, and then I went and took Max to see the second Sonic, uh, potentially maybe Jim Carrey's last role, which yeah. I doubt will be his last role, just because like he's yeah. Uh, I just think money exists. Well, not I don't even think he's he, like I think he is the type of personality where he's like he doesn't need the money yeah. type of stuff but i just think like how old is he 50 something 60 so it's like in 15 years and 20 years if you're still kicking you i could see you coming back to do something but whatever uh sonic one just be quick on these i don't see this Frank has this hatred for them. I don't get it. It's like, I'm not some Sonic guy at all. Uh, but it's like, this is a perfectly acceptable movie geared at 10-year-old boys. Like, it is fun as far as that goes. There's actually some good jokes in it. I thought. Uh, yeah, like, genuine jokes. Uh 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. So I was, and like a simple story, like not like saving the world story, or whatever. So I see the double take. That is beautiful. It's the best double take ever. <laughs> that should be on more memes and things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Sonic, the first one, twenty twenty, it was fine. I gave it a four. Not that I liked it that much, but I think it is a four star, ten year old boys movie. <laughs> like yeah. it is perfect for that. The second one, not so much. Two and a half. It just goes down the story like knuckles is in it and tails and they're both good and there's good parts uh, uh, like ildris elba's voice is awesome and jim carrey again is good but then it gets just weighted down and they spend it's too long and they're spending way too much time on dumb things that no one cares about without the main characters like the cartoon guys yeah. <laughs> where it's just like this i don't want this yeah like, i don't care about the human characters <laughs> no like. at all and it's like it's not even uh i think james marsden it's like yeah his sister-in-law is getting married and we're spending time with her and like all this stuff is like this is stupid and boring and like that, yeah not good and then there's other things that are just like this is uh they go to Siberia, Sonic and Tails, and then they like win over this bar of angry Russians with like a dance off and all this stuff is like, you know, it's like more, it's like DreamWorksy, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like now we're just gonna have a popular song and our cartoon yeah. characters dance to it. It's like this is not creative and fun like the other one, but one thing. I am very impressed how awesome they look. Like yeah. they get wet and stuff and they're on like he's lying on the beach and it's like this looks quotes real. Like yeah. as, like if this cartoon character came into uh life or I guess a video game character, but that and it is so much better that they changed them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, like, there was no reason not to have them look like this from the beginning. There is zero yeah. reason because it's just, like, yeah, he looks slightly different. But it's the same as, like, Mario. Compare Mario, like, Mario 1 to Super Nintendo to 64 to what Mario is now. It's, like, yeah, you can evolve things or, like, even Mickey Mouse but they yeah. still have their same essence where it's like, that is not the same essence of Sonic. That was too far yeah. removed from, uh, that was one thing, not that it was cancel culture, but that was one mob thing in popular culture. That was a success. Yeah. And like, I didn't hear anyone defending it either. Like, right. There's no, there's nothing to defend. There's no reason for it. It, it's like be different for the sake of being different right it's just yeah. like whatever but like they look awesome they genuinely look awesome in it like with the like the guys that animate him 
and stuff should be proud. Like, I think they look awesome for, like, the wet fur and stuff. Like, it is quite impressive. So, yeah. And Sonic 2, like, it's just, like, it's two, I gave it two and a half. It's fine, but, like, it's two hours long. What are you doing to me? Like, this is, it's not, kids, kids movies. Come on, let's go. Like, it should not be two hours long. Yeah. Kids gotta sit still. Adults gotta be able to put up with it. (laughs) So you don't want it to be that long. Yeah, no, like, feature length movie. Hour and a half. That's what we do. Yeah. It's perfect. Half an hour each act. In yeah, hour. it's perfect. Like, <laughs> like three episodes of a show. There, there is zero reason why it needs to be long. There's so much I could cut out of this, and people would like it more. So I don't know this. Like Sean says in Film Chunk, like I don't know if it's with video games too. Like people buying value, so it's like the longer the video game is, or the even the longer the movie it feels like you can justify the ticket prices for these things and it's like maybe some weirdo thinks like that but it's just like i'd much rather have like an awesome movie or at least a good movie that's cut down and maybe you cut too much down but it's awesome instead of like making it too long for for no reason yeah that's one thing with uh like caddyshack it's they were always like 90 minute comedies like comedies are 98 minutes minutes. like it's that's fine like it it doesn't need to overstay its welcome and then yeah first sonic 99 minutes so an hour 40 yeah so you're adding 20 minutes i know like that seems maybe petty, but like for these types of movies, twenty minutes is a long time. Yeah, you can it's like it. you've the first one was fine. You wrapped it up in twenty minutes less. You could do it again. Yeah. Um. Well, I haven't been to the theater in a while, but I did watch a movie from. 2022 called Windfall also available on Netflix Uh, I didn't even know what I was about to watch it was literally like oh this is a new movie I recognize the people in it 92 minutes and that sold me I was like yep I'm watching this 92 minutes called uh windfall did i say that (laughs) windfall uh what's this movie called windfall it's the sequel to skyfall um actually saying that i have an idea for a letterbox list i don't know how it would really work because i'd have to do it in threes i think do trilogies that aren't really trilogies but like I have a few movies on my shelf where it's like names that are kind of close together and 
I don't know if it would translate well to a letterbox list, but like I've got like pitch black, pitch perfect. And then like, I don't think I own this, but then there's fever pitch. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this unrelated trilogy. Uh, it just sounds like that could be a progression of something. Um, Skyfall, Windfall. I don't know if there's anything else. I'm sure there's a snowfall or something. So Windfall, uh, I started it and I was like, this is, uh, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to get out of it because I was like, it's all downhill from here for sure because the the opening credits were very good. <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, for the credits to be this good, I don't think this movie is going to end up being that great. But like my review on Letterboxd was um, if Alfred Hitchcock directed a comedy. But this movie isn't really a comedy, but there are like comedy beats. And I just say about Hitchcock because just a lot of the shots and I'm probably wrong that this is even his style. But like a lot of shots of like something locked off looking very like symmetrical and then like just kind of pan to the side and just very like smooth and deliberate and uh just a lot of shots like that that were pretty interesting of uh just like setting um but to get into what it's about um it's a very small cast um first person you see on the screen is Jason Siegel who I like uh, from comedy things like How I Met Your Mother, Forgetting Sarah Marshall um, I Love You Man and other things but uh, this isn't really a comedy like I said so it was kind of interesting so he's in it, he's just kind of hanging out at this house and just from his interactions with things you kind of get the impression that this isn't his place and he shouldn't be there. And then um, you hear someone pull into the driveway and keys at the door and stuff. And he's trying to hide because he's going to get caught or actually, I guess stuff happens before where it really tips it off that <laughs> he's not supposed to be there. But uh, Jesse Plemons and Lily Collins come in. They're the homeowners and basically it's this movie of like uh not like a kidnapping it's unintentional he's not there to like do this but because they see him he ends up like holding them hostage and then there's this whole negotiation for um him getting money jesse plemons is his character is the ceo so you don't even know his name but you just kind of gather he's kind of like an Elon Musk type person where it's like right. tech guy. Um, and then Lily Collins is like the much younger wife that like uh, married into this kind of thing. But um, she wasn't his assistant. There's like a whole little conversation there about like um, how she went from being an assistant to this big position. It's like, well, I wasn't his assistant. Blah, blah. So, the movie's mainly dialogue and stuff like that. It's not like terribly exciting, but it was very engaging. Like I said, pretty well shot. Um, 
towards the third act, I guess. Yeah, end of the second act, there's something that happens that is like uh, made me laugh, but like the shocked kind of laugh, like holy crap <laughs> type thing. <laughs> And then it didn't like pick up more after that. I thought, oh, things are going to get crazy, but it never really does. But still pretty enjoyable. Jesse Plemons, nominated for Dog Power. Like, I was like, what the heck? This movie sucks. He sucks. But in this, it's like, yeah, he's awesome. Jesse Plemons is a good actor. Like, him in this, it, I think it shows off his acting chops because he's just kind of like he plays the part very well um the other two aren't bad i don't think they're like amazing but uh it was very enjoyable and it uh it was perfectly in line with my four star standard of the month nice uh i watched i'll just go through these uh ambulance almost oh yeah worst to best uh i had hopes for this thinking like i think on average michael bay does not make good movies an average michael bay movie is not good but i do think he has ability and can make them but i think he is his own worst enemy uh I like how the cinematographers that he uses or how he chooses to shoot movies. Like, I do like the, I'm a sucker, but, like, the cheesy, like, sunset stuff is, like, it looks good. Like, I don't want every single movie to look like this, but, like, it's just, like, over-the-top sunsets and helicopters and uh beams of light with fans going by like a music video it's like i'm fine with this sometimes so that but this movie could have been so much better ambulance they focus on the la for la and it's like this could have been our new speed like it really could have the idea of a bank robbery going wrong Two of the criminals are in an ambulance with a cop, a cop that was shot, and there's a paramedic there trying to keep him alive. And it's like, and then the cops, like the criminals, won't do anything to the cop or whatever because the cops are chasing them. So and the cops know that there's a cop in the ambulance. So it's like, this is a fun, crazy premise. Yeah, but it's just not executed well. It uh, like in speed, it's like okay, we have to keep it above fifty. We have to make this corner. We have to get over this jump. We have to. Uh, we're losing gas. We have to deal with the bomb. There's like chapters within it, right? Where this one, it's just like crazy wackiness of insane chaseness going on for so long and it's just like there's no like what are we even trying to accomplish like where are we trying to go you know what i mean mm -hmm. like there's nothing like that uh jake gyllenhaal is 
fun in it, but it's so dumb because he's like from this life of like he's robbed 60 banks or something that these cops are trying to get him but it's like if he's robbed 60 banks and he's this disorganized and erratic yeah. in this movie like he has no idea what he's doing in this movie like he does for the first 10 minutes and then it all goes to crap and it's just like this is not how you would behave if uh I guess he might be just like on drugs or something but like it's just not good Michael Bay found a drone I guess so he loves the drone shots which I don't mind I wish he used them actually more for like a longer period of time but there was a section where I was getting bored and I was just trying to see if any shot lasted longer than three seconds <laughs> and I was just one two no one no what like it is just like boom 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 like i can't you know when you edit and you can see all your things i can't imagine like what that looks like because it's just like cut 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 there is not anything that's like uh yeah very rarely do we get anything more than five seconds i bet in this entire movie like it's a kind of ADD that way, right? Or it's like, yeah, but we need to take a breath once in a while and calm down. What's her name? The Godzilla girl. Yeah, she's good. She's actually, I think she does a very good job. I think uh, she nails it. She does the best she can with it. My only criticism of her is like I don't think anyone looking like that is a paramedic. Yes, <laughs> it's like you it's are an actress of... model. <laughs> that is your job. That's sexist. Yeah, you know what another sexist thing is? I I'm getting a little sick and tired of seeing fat models <laughs> because it's just like. When I buy even a pair of underwear for myself, I don't want to see a fat guy on it. I have no problem seeing a ripped man in underwear. For, <laughs> and I, I want the same thing with women. It's just like, it should be the ideal. Maybe some of these images aren't achievable. And I think it is worse for women because it's like, if I see a six pack on a guy modeling underwear, it's just like, or like Chris Hemsworth, I don't feel bad about myself like it maybe women feel worse in trying to achieve impossible type of yeah. stuff but like it's just like yeah i should eat less it's like because... I, when i see that i think yeah i should eat less not eh, someone should look like me on these posters <laughs> no like... yeah like for guys it's like oh this guy has a six-pack okay i never will <laughs> But right. then, I don't know if it's like for women, it's like, either. I that's could look like that. Right. But men are like, nah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> right. I that, That's the thing. I don't begrudge them either. It's like, I don't want to work that hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm very happy for you. I'd rather <laughs> eat a poutine. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. That's a side thing. But this movie, I saw it with Evan. Uh, I was hoping for a little bit more. But and it, again, it's way too long. I should... It's just like, this is an hour and a half movie, hour 40 movie. And I think it's, it has to be over 
two hours, but yeah, whatever. So yeah, ambulance. I do not rush out to theaters. Okay. Um, I actually did watch something on Tubi as well. It's 136 minutes. So that's, that's almost 220. Two yeah. That's no. That's what are you Michael talking Bay, about? Though. He, I mean, he could go longer. <laughs> You're lucky that he didn't. I just got to check that. Speed is 116, so just under two hours. And people say even that subway thing at the end is kind of like an add on. Yeah. What? garbage it um, makes you exhausted watching yeah did you know that there are to be original movies <laughs> yeah because I went on there to watch whatever I watched and I saw to be originals on the like banner <laughs> It's like, ooh, that seems like a hard pass. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that until I started watching this movie. And it was kind of like I was just looking for something to put on for like a, literally a couple minutes just to pass time. And uh, you would think, oh, it's not a sequel. It's a spiritual sequel to Crawl. It's called okay. Swim from... 2021 to be original swim is about oh here a family gets trapped in their storm flooded vacation rental tries to escape from a hungry shark that made its way into the house is this awesome is this it is it is possibly the worst movie i've ever seen in my life when you said crawl I didn't register. I thought you were saying crawl, like K-R-U-L-L. That's what I thought. I wasn't thinking about the masterpiece crawl. Yeah, this is, uh, this does make crawl into a masterpiece, (laughs) like comparatively. (laughs) But like. You don't need to compare it. (laughs) I know that there is a similar movie to this with a shark and it's like there's a flood and they're in like a store or something and there's a shark in the aisles. I don't know if you recall seeing like a trailer for that. So I think at first I thought maybe it was that, but oh my goodness, it is like. After Effects, the movie. We've got After Effects, Rain. We've got After Effects, Shark Fin. There, one of the first times you see the shark, there's like a shadow of the fin. Like there's the fin out of water, and then the fin disappears. But there's like a split second where the shadow is still there, even though there's no fin. <laughs> it's like just like that kind of bad movie making. Uh, it's supposed to be this big, heavy storm. And there's clearly no rain, and it's like uh, a plug-in that's making it look rainy. People are dry. <laughs> it's just like some of the worst stuff. And yeah, like it is so dumb. And the shark isn't big. It's not scary. It's like some little shark because it's got to be able to fit in this house so they can't make it massive and scary. 
so it's so not intimidating and it's like it wouldn't even care it would not even care about these people like it wouldn't be right. killing it like it's killing people one by one and it's like it's not eating them there's no way that shark ate anyone or would be hungry after eating a leg let alone a whole person and yeah just some of the the dumbest stuff and it's like talk about i could do better than that like this is the prime example of i could actually make something better than this with my phone buy a couple plugins for like for uh some effects program and put it together because like it is so bad and uh it is at least entertainingly bad um so you can laugh at it but like it's just shaking your head at everything in this movie and some of the actors look like they're trying there's one guy that um the family structure is weird it's like uh mom her son and daughter and they all look like they're the same age <laughs> i tried to look them up the one daughter i don't even think it had her age on imdb but i'm like there's no way you're like more than 10 years difference from who your mom is. She doesn't look that old. And then grandpa, whose mom's dad is played by like some 50 year old, but he's playing it up like he's 80 or something and like, oh, I can't go on. And it's like, you're not that old. You're not fooling me. <laughs> like, right. It's so stupid. And there's a part where he's like sacrificing himself so the family could go on. And he's like trying to beat the, the shark away with his walker or his cane or whatever. And it's literally like the whole family is standing on the stairs with him. And he's like, ah, and he's like trying to hit it away. And it's like, you all have weapons. Like the son has like a fireplace poker. It's like, you could be stabbing the shark right now. And you're just standing there watching in horror as grandpa needlessly sacrifices himself or whatever is happening. Yeah. There's just so many dumb bizarre things in this just even the concept of like the house flooding and seeing the location it's like how is the water this high and i'm pretty sure they uh stop the main floor from flooding by closing the basement door and barricading it and it's like there's literally a part where they open the door and then it's flooding in there it's like this doesn't make any sense and the shark's like banging at the door to get in it's so stupid but like i said entertaining by being so bad it's good so there is that i did finish it it's like no no actual redeeming qualities characters show up just to die um Joey Lawrence is in it. He plays the father. Yes, the Joey Lawrence. Okay. Um, I didn't doubt you. He's... Uh, oh, they don't even... His name is not even on Letterboxd. Joey Lawrence is... Because um, you obviously don't know. Um, he was on the show Blossom. Okay. And he's not he's not famous now, but he was at the time in the early nineties. Uh oh, he did the voice of Oliver and Oliver and Company. Couldn't have told you that. 
but uh yeah he's the dad who's late showing up and he i don't even know if he's really the hero at the end because it's like i i i'm trying to tell you as much as possible so you really don't want to watch it but i think i've done my job so yeah uh i could go on and on (laughs) swim is not it it tries to be but it is not crawl crawl is actually amazing not even just in comparison it is good it is definitely a competent movie and this is just this cheap garbage uh i won't watch it don't worry uh I watched Father Stew. Mm. I was actually excited for this. Uh, I didn't know anything about this until a week before it came out. And like, oh, awesome. I don't have to wait for this. Mel Gibson, Mark Wahlberg. uh, A true story. Based on a true story. Uh, This Mark Wahlberg is like a washed up boxer amateur boxer or semi-professional or whatever i don't know and then he wants to become an actor all this stuff and then he becomes a catholic priest and mel gibson plays his father just in just like daddy's home too uh (laughs) but they work well together they seem like they would that it's a good dynamic in that way i haven't seen daddy's home or daddy's homes too but uh this was an awesome movie this is and give credit to mel gibson besides passion of the christ i would say this is the best christian movie i've ever seen like beyond not cheesy with like the kurt cameron stuff and all those like where it's like i think those are like competing for hallmark type movies where it's like i can't handle this this is not entertaining this is garbage this movie is the exact opposite it is a very realistic portrayal i think of this guy's life it's hilarious like meant to be hilarious and like meant to be sad and all this kind of stuff but like just different situations i had no idea where it was gonna go and i feel like if it was not a true story it wouldn't have gone in the directions that it does and it's surprising and like i'm not saying like oh this is the best thing ever but like it is nailing what it's attempting to do and like the acting is right on the messaging is right on uh how it looks everything like the story all the stuff the humor like it's i think it's nailing it people are hating this movie and it's just because they're they are completely biased against it because it's a christian movie slash mel gibson is in it and that is the only reason if you have any objectivity like you might not say five stars but it is impossible to say this is less than a three and a half star movie and apparently uh it's a woman director i think she's in her 30s i think it's like mel gibson's girlfriend or something 
So I'm sure he had a lot to do with helping yeah. her out as far as like, like I, and I mean that in the nicest way, like I think he's obviously an awesome director. So like, uh, going with her suggestions or whatever, but like, or helping, but like there's certain movies that we both don't like or whatever, not don't, they don't like, but citizen Kane it was like it's objectively good, mm-hmm. right? You can't deny it. But it was neither one of us top one hundred, right? Yeah. That's the point. All these people giving it this horrible ratings and like reviews. It's just like you're a hack. You're all hacks because it's just like it's good. Like it's not like what is wrong with it? The acting is good, the story's good, all this stuff, right? Like it's just so pathetic uh, when people's biases come out so obviously. I think there's no denying this is a whole discussion on ranking movies and stuff, but like there's no denying we have biases, and the only solution is you never get rid of them. You just admit them. And try to counter them or just like say what it, they are or what you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's like in the most low level, low stakes, it's like I have a bias towards Batman because out of all of the superheroes, he's my favorite. So I will argue more for that. And you have a bias for Marvel stuff. And it's just like, but both of us is like, you don't hate Batman movies and I don't, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. we're, <laughs> people get this way. And it's just like, because they've decided that uh, they don't like Mel Gibson. And I think it's actually more, they don't like Christianity. Like you see people's comments on Letterbox, and it's like, you got problems. I know you were raised in a Catholic school and something like <laughs> your dad cheated on your mom and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what's coming up in a lot. I read a ton of uh, reviews on letterbox. And I was like, I understand you hate your dad, but <laughs> like take it easy here. And it's like, well, and, I, I, and I'm not even a Catholic, but it's just like, yeah. it's objectively good. It's like, and like the way, Christianity is presented like on a big C Christianity. Like, it's like, yeah, this is not how this rings way more true. Like, as far as like, this is the actual message of the Bible and the gospel compared to so much other stuff. So, whatever. It was excellent. And yeah, it's, it's good because like Mark Wahlberg is not intentionally doing any of this. Like he's resistant to it or whatever. And it's, uh, it's awesome. So yeah, Father Stu. Have you seen the Rotten Tomatoes? I did a while ago when I first saw it. What was it? What's it now? So tomato meters forty four percent. Okay, that's higher than it was. It was lower, I think, for sure. And then audience score 
is 95. <laughs> right. That's and I and I would say like the audience score I would put that with a grain of salt because there are cheesy Christian movies that get really high ratings too. Yeah. So it's just like but watch the trailer, watch the movie where it's like you'll get a feel of what you're going in for. And there's, I don't know the actress's name, but uh, there's an Hispanic lady that Mark Wahlberg is interested in. And that's what gets him going to church. And she's very well cast and like, I think she's a great actress in it. And it's great because there's like tons of little jokes where it's just like he's keeps being interested in her and then asking her out and all this stuff. And it's just like she's trying to like brush him off and uh she's like well i'm catholic it's like oh good man i thought you were gonna uh say no because i'm not hispanic <laughs> like just like little jokes it's good undeniable yeah my one thing with it is i just don't like mark Wahlberg, but i i would give it a chance i think having heard your thoughts on it so yeah it's uh yeah, i should find some of these reviews they're hilarious okay um i think let me just see i know you've seen this one and i feel like you didn't give it a great rating and i loved it uh you gave this a two and a half from 2016, first time watch for me, I watched Colossal. Okay. With Anne Hathaway. Um, I bought it at Giant Tiger for like five bucks, brand new Blu-ray. And it's got a nice little holographic cover, so you, or whatever you call those where it's like you look... You tilt it and chose her. You tilt it the other way. It's the monster. And inside there was even a little mini poster that came with it, which is a nice little surprise. And the movie itself was a nice little surprise to me. I liked the concept. Just a high concept movie. There's a giant monster that's terrorizing um, Seoul, South Korea. And kind of like a Godzilla type situation. And then uh, Anne Hathaway realizes it's mimicking her movements. And not only that, but she is actually in control of this thing. And I thought it was very good. It wasn't really, it didn't go where I was expecting. And uh, I still enjoyed it, but... uh, there's like an explanation for how it's happening that while it doesn't really make sense, it's also kind of a, a metaphor or an allegory for something else. And I think it works pretty well. Um, Jason Sudeikis is in it, who I don't really like usually in anything. I think he was good for the part in this. Mm-hmm. Um 
it's not like oh he's such a terrible actor it's just I don't tend to just like him but he he was good um and then there's not many other people Tim Blake Nelson's in it who I like uh and yeah I not much more to it than that it's kind of just one of those you're along for the ride trying to figure out what's going on what's gonna happen um she's kind of it starts when she's back in her hometown trying to get her life back together after getting dumped by her boyfriend and um yeah i thought it was a good uh i don't know what to liken it to but um it is unique it's not a coming of age but like the coming of middle age kind (laughs) of type not middle age she's not that old but like uh good for like the um well yeah not not to give anything away but uh it is quite metaphorical in what things represent and yeah i thought it was well executed the visuals are pretty cool i like the the giant monster stuff is pretty good pretty unique uh character design there too and it's funny and dramatic and good performances and i loved it i gave it a four and a half yeah i don't remember it that much i just remember the second half where it's like gets pretty intense yeah all of a sudden, I was like, I'm yeah, it, into this. Yeah, it, it, it depends on what you're expecting because it's like, yeah, it, it gets, yeah, like intense real. is pretty good. Yeah, very <laughs> real. And like, yeah, people are just like that. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and maybe that's why I liked it more, but I don't know. Um, that shift, if that's like where I was like, okay, here we go. Or if it was just like, wow, I think they handled that very well or or what. But yeah, I could see it going either way um, for some people, but I liked right. it. Yeah. The idea was cool for sure. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, okay. I only got two more and three if I need. I like if I two. need. I have two, oh, okay. so let's just. Yeah. You can go I can with third. Ta- I <laughs> can do Clifford the Big Red Dog if we need to talk about it, but uh, you th- that will do be. What you need to. <laughs> I uh, saw uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, I saw this with Steve. I saw the hype. Like I want to check this out. People are this was the highest rated movie on Letterboxd, at least at a time. Yeah. So it's like okay, let's see what's going on here. And I think it was fine. Steve disliked it quite a bit, but I think he was fading. Uh, he almost dropped lid, but. I gave it a three. I it is not as amazing as everyone is saying it. I, I accept people can enjoy it, but like they're talking about like it's so original and whatever. It's like this is not 
original. We got multi-universe, we got multiverse stuff everywhere. <laughs> it's like that, whatever. But it's definitely told in a unique way. There, I definitely prefer the first half to the second half. Again, way too long. Like, way too long. What is this thing here? Uh, every... It's funny because looking at it, I should have recorded this because um, I understand. Uh, I'm sure it's come down, but like the way that ratings work, heavy, heavy five star ratings. Like it just looks like yeah. a graph of like it just rocketing at the end. Uh, but it's like, is that because is racist but because there's so many more chinese people in the world and they're just like uh boosting this thing but like of friends or people that i follow one two three four five six people have given star ratings and not one of those is a five and one of them is an asian guy who i always see just promoting the crap out of like these foreign films that no one watches and like giving them pretty favorable ratings. He only gave it a four and a half. So he didn't even go the full five. So it's like, not that I'm plugged into that many people on letterbox, but it's like, who are all these people giving it the five? <laughs> 56% of people give it a full five. Yeah. Which is outrageous. Uh, it is that's insane but like at first the first like 10 minutes is like I could see how this could develop and be amazing but uh, I won't get into all the details it's just a crazy movie but so much of it is like crazy for the sake of being crazy and not like unique uh, like you know when way back when eons ago when hulk grabbed loki and smashed him around and then it's like that was a surprise mm -hmm. right and it's like we weren't expecting that but if you're doing that the whole movie then it's like you're it's not you're trained to expect it <laughs> you're trained to expect it and it's meaningless yeah. right like it's just like if everyone is this way then no one's this way if everyone's a genius no one's a genius if everyone's anything right it's like you're diluting the craziness when everything's so crazy uh whatever and it's too long it's two hours and 20 minutes <laughs> like give me a break there's no reason this type of high energy movie has to be like that. Uh, but yeah, there's so many different influences in it. Uh, what's his name's in it? I think he's probably what's her, the main character. She is awesome, but I didn't like, there's different versions of yourself. So kind of like spider verse mm -hmm. stuff where it's like, she it's like the infinite different possibilities so you could have been anything and in every universe if 
a butterfly flaps its wings, it changes everything type of story. Uh, but uh, short round is in it, and he oh. has a fight scene that is. I won't say anything because I think you should watch it. It is worth watching. I, yeah, I would watch it. But uh, there's a fight scene that he does, and it's like, this is awesome. This is great. This is unique and special. Or I don't know if special, but unique stuff I haven't really seen before. Uh, definitely influenced by Jackie Chan, and that's awesome because Jackie Chan's the best. So all that kind of stuff, but... It's just like, I wouldn't say too much of a good thing, but it's just like, it's just too much. It's like, it, it's exhausting. Uh, it needs to be shorter. Uh, they One thing that they make this woman's life out, that she's like the worst version of herself. And it's like, how is this the worst version of her? It's just like, this does not seem like that bad of a situation that she's in right uh whatever it's just crazy for the sake of being crazy there is one joke in it i will not spoil that i frank on film junk did not like i absolutely loved i thought this is my type of crazy and i thought this was genuinely hilarious uh I don't think it's actually that funny, but I just can't help think it's that hilarious. Like when it happened in the movie, I was just like, oh, this is great. This is great. So maybe I should bump it up. I did. I was going back and forth on a three and a three and a half. I think I did the three just as a statement where it's like, let's just calm down here. This is not changing the world. Uh, but yeah there's something about like i didn't see it but swiss army man did you see that no i have it on but that's the guys that did this yeah and it's just like being crazy i think will ferrell like turned into this a little bit sometimes not like the same type of humor but just like oh it's so random and it's just like like right now, if I just turn around at him and start licking the wall, that is random. But is that funny? You know what I mean? Like there's a difference between random and funny or even random and clever. And I think there are there's one thing in this movie that I think is genuinely funny and not just it's like it is random, but it is also clever. And I think there's layers to it. But yeah, whatever. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'm sure when it's streaming or yeah. it's added to Plex. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. So yeah, I have two left. Uh. One. Again, it's a rewatch friggin sony uh i watched venom because i want to watch the second one so that that was a rewatch so i've seen venom once before i bought it at uh i think that was the fourth one of the four that i just got recently at uh value village on blu-ray so i was like i'll rewatch this 
right away and then watch um let there be carnage which i haven't yet but um venom first time round, my review was spot on that like for every good thing there's something bad and it's like venom is great the same yeah venom (laughs) is the best part of venom but he's barely in it like the the venom action uh he the character the suit like yes there is a symbiote that's going around a little bit but it's like you don't see him until a full hour into the movie almost exactly and it's awesome when he's on screen and all that action is really well done and then it but it's like I don't care about anything that is happening story-wise characters like I like um what's his name (laughs) the actor but I don't think Eddie Brock the character is very good I I don't think um Tom Hardy is a bad actor in this I just don't like the choices made for this character and I don't think he's likable or that I want to spend a full hour following him without anything happening and then likewise there's like the the bad guy that's a little bit more interesting them kind of studying the symbiotes and trying to get them to join with a host that at least is a decent basis for a venom story but it's like it can't take that long that's a very basic thing that you can accomplish some other way so uh yeah i was gonna give it a two and a half because i i was thinking i enjoyed it more than the first time but then i was like doesn't matter it's still just like barely a half hour of good stuff in an hour and a half movie it's like i can't tolerate it (laughs) yeah and it's funny like i didn't remember i gave it a two as well and it was just like i didn't remember not liking it that much yeah but i felt like now thinking about it it's like i felt like probably the same thing where like the ending is better with the action but it's like but you did all this other stupid crap. Yeah. It's and like, like you don't deserve all this benefit of the doubt where it's there's like there's all this there's like Michelle Williams stuff. It's just like this is just a waste, like this is so dumb and yeah. yeah. It's that, but but you did you do have a good point there where it is like give me more venom. That's what yeah. we're and like and people have been talking about this stuff forever. Where it's like Spider-Man 3 didn't really pull it off. So it's yeah. like, give us Venom. We like Venom. He's a good Spider-Man villain. And it's yeah. Like, yeah. You, I feel I feel like there's other movies like this. Where it's like, oh, they're finally doing this. Either be it a video game movie or some other character. And then the, what they give us. It's like, this is not what we wanted. <laughs> Like, yeah. we want, like, not in the exact same realm, but, like, if they ever did that, like, ugly Sonic. And it's yeah. just, like, this is not what we wanted. We wanted Sonic. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, it would be great to have a Spider-Man movie with Venom, um, but I don't think it should or would be this Venom, no matter how much Sony wants it. And uh, I, so yeah, I don't know what happens there. I know there's a post-credit scene in the second one that. I think has Tom Holland or like he's on a TV or something. Right. And then, uh, spoiler post credits in no way home. You see venom or you see Eddie Brock in the MCU, but then he gets like pulled back to his universe or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so that confirms that he's not part of it. So it's like you have to get him if you want him and Tom Holland to face off. But then that's the other thing. It's like, well, now we've established that there's just multiverses. So just throw in any Spider-Man. Just like cast another one. (laughs) Like we've we've accepted that like uh, technically Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man movie is now the first MCU movie. Because if <laughs> it can, it's got ties to the MCU. So it's, uh, there's, yeah, characters that are set up there. So technically it was the earliest one until someone makes X Men canon. But, uh, yeah, Venom, I mean, yeah, the character design and the action are all awesome. But, like, there's even a chase where he has or like even the fight in his apartment it's like he's not in the suit yet it's just like mm-hmm. arms coming out and doing things and then like he's on his motorcycle and doing crazy things but it's still just him and it's like is this just a budget thing they're just trying to save on cg or what like yeah. you're still doing a bunch of crazy stuff or you just want to have his face be shown but it's like it's not interesting. It's not, yeah, it's not that good. So, uh, but yeah, let there be carnage or whatever it's called is on prime. So I'll probably watch that very soon. Hopefully they learn from their mistakes and just get to it. But something I'm weary about, it's kind of the same thing in this. It's just symbiote on symbiote. Like that's not even that interesting. It, well, that's the like, I don't. Who's Darkwing Duck's uh, bad guy? The yellow. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but you, but like the like, the big bad guy is just the, the mirror image. Yeah. Like some like uh, Bizarro for Superman, and I don't know what other examples, and those are usually. Well, even first Iron Man, it's like okay, we got bigger robot. And yeah, like, flash there's a lot reverse Flash. <laughs> right, so it's just like it. I don't know if there's an example of it being good. I feel like this might be the. I don't know anything about Carnage. Like that's the one thing with these is like I do not care. I know what they are. Yeah, just because of being around, but it's like I do not know anything of Carnage. I remember watching the cartoons. I don't even remember watching anything Carnage with Carnage in it. Like I remember, yeah, I don't know some Venom in... stuff. So like, yeah, 
And it's like same with like Ninja Turtles. It's like I like the Ninja Turtles, all this stuff, but it's like I didn't watch the cartoon as much as everyone else did and stuff. So it's like I'm not as deep. So it's like I don't care what yeah. they do to it. But Carnage like, yeah. was one of my favorite uh, villains because it's like always oh, like Venom, but he's a murderer, so he's just like completely ruthless. But it's like the one in the first Venom, whatever its name was. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm sure they say it. But uh, it just seemed like that was Carnage, basically. So, um, and the way that they're portrayed in these movies is that they are fully in control and it's not a symbiotic relationship where they're kind of both in control. It's like, okay, Venom, do your thing, and it's its own character, and Eddie Brock is its own thing, and it's like, I don't know. That's yeah. It's not as deep as what the comics would be, and uh, so I, I, I. But just visually, them fighting, it's like there's even a part in in this one where it's just like this slow mo thing, and they're like kind of flying apart, and it's just like looks like this big mess. And it's like, I, that's a cool little still frame, but it's not that interesting that that's your, yeah, just the same thing fighting each other. So that's why it's cool when Spider-Man has to fight them. <laughs> He's different. And uh, if it's that there's two villains like that, you, like usually what it is is venom and spider-man have to team up to stop carnage because he's so crazy and then it's like oh we got to work yeah. together even though we don't like each other but this it's like oh venom and carnage okay i don't know we'll see maybe maybe i'll like it. i'll turn my brain off and just have fun but yeah who knows right yeah we'll see but yeah i'm I, I'll watch it eventually. It's on Amazon there, but yeah. I'm not jumping on it. Uh, last thing I have, kind of, maybe. Well, I'll just do two, and then you can finish up. Clifford, Big Red Dog, I will just say it was fine. The puppy, before he gets big, looks like a big dog, just shrunk. It does not look like a puppy. There's different proportions for puppies. <laughs> And just comparing this to other live-action children's stuff recently, like Paddington, and I had another one in mind that I cannot... Peter Rabbit. Peter Rabbit. And it's like, those are a lot better. Yeah. I don't even <laughs> like Peter Rabbit that much. But yeah, yeah. Clifford sucked. So, <laughs> I, oh, you I, saw I, Clifford I've too? I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is not good. Like... Yeah. It's not funny and the it's uncle, literally just like it's a dog. Love it. Like <laughs> just trying to shove it down your throat. Like <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so big it doesn't know its size. It's like oh, uh, this is not funny. Yeah, the uh yeah, just comparing it with those, it's like this is what you are capable of doing. Yeah. And you didn't do it. So I don't know if the source material, like the canon of uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog stories, where it's just like, all right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I, I won't be those... picky about that, but 
just knowing the story. Well, I don't know if they do have good stories. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I mean, usually they're like not stories. It's like Clifford didn't know what to be for Halloween. He tried being this, but it right. like it's just like not a real story. But where Paddington and Peter the, Rabbit do have stories. The mythology of Clifford is uh he was the run to the litter. Yeah. But because Emily Elizabeth loved him so much, he grew so big to because of yeah. the amount of love that she gave it. But it's like it's not like it was an overnight sensation that it was like now he's a giant puppy. It's no, he grew and grew and grew and then he became huge yeah. because she loved him so much. So it's like I guess that doesn't work. Um, maybe there is a well, way to make it work, but for kids, montage, like, montage yeah. makes it work. I don't know, but it's like this is more of a what that dog was small yesterday and then like yeah. that's the whole thing it's like we yeah. can't let anyone see this and oh no people are seeing it and i don't know yeah it was exactly that <laughs> where it's just like what yeah it, it's lazy and the uncle it's like that is such a does he welfare... have an accent no but they address that yeah i for, i couldn't remember if he had it or because he's the the brother in Jungle Cruise. Oh, okay. And that he has an accent. So then seeing him in this, I'm like, oh, he's doing an American. But then there's one point where he puts on a British accent. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure this guy's actually British. So it was just, it was weird. It was <laughs> like they're just yeah. messing with people. He is. That I didn't re- realize that he's in Jungle Cruise, but he is like the poor man something welfare version of some like your little like nervousness and like jokes and like everything is just subpar yeah like Like, i don't think someone james marsden is good at that like he so he's in sonic he also was in uh, a movie called hop where he is running around with cartoon easter bunny and it's like same sort of thing it's like he is a perfectly fine generic male lead reacting right. to stuff yeah. and it's like he also knows he's not the star <laughs> like, right. yeah and isn't trying to be like i think love that he's like the, the greatest actor but like he's pretty underrated for what he does yeah no he's yeah, exactly work putting it know your in. role <laughs> i think this guy's trying i just don't think he's good no like it's never like funny and like his reactions yeah i think stuff. he's better in uh, jungle cruise so i think maybe it's even just writing in this yeah so. uh i similar to clifford i saw the north man Similar. <laughs> Similar. I think I rated them the same. <laughs> Two and a half. I want to see the Northman. I think you could like it. I think it was more of a mood thing for me. Uh, but at the same time, I like. I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt with a lot of it. But it's just like... It's no centurion, that's for sure. So... just a couple quick things like it is like not psychedelic but like dreamlike there's a lot of weird stuff in it like it's not just like a mm-hmm. uh, 
pure Artsy. like brave heart like this is happening yeah there's crazy stuff happening in it but then there's realism as well and it jumps around i don't mind it because some of it was quite cool but then other stuff it's like i don't even know what you're trying to imply and it's kind of all over the place with that and uh i'm not like you don't have to make your protagonist like the best thing ever but it's like i really don't like him that much right where it's like other movies i'm easier i'm it's easier to get behind the guy and i thought it would be it's like this guy is not charismatic or like i'm not drawn into him there's a couple really cool scenes uh and story points but and how it's shot i think it's it thinks very highly of itself where it's like quite a few long takes not like crazy long like uh beginning of uh, specter or something like that not they do like nice long takes maybe where it's like 30 seconds or 20 seconds uh following people but what I found with that was like you really notice people pulling their punches because it's so synchronized and like rehearsed. I'm going to do this and I'm like, just watch the trailer. There's a shot of uh, the long shot in the trailer where like they attack a village and it's just like, it's so this happens and this happens. It's like, I'm not feeling the energy where take something even like not that it's a long shot but the energy of uh phantom menace (laughs) but like where it's like showing off the fighting or the matrix where you're showing off the fighting yeah it's like you're showing off the fighting in a long shot and it's it's even like it doesn't seem like you're landing these punches is my point or landing any of this violence uh the weird stuff i think again it's being weird almost for the sake of being weird on some points and i was just not uh crazy impressed but they do take some twists and turns uh you know from the trailer the the story is essentially mufasa (laughs) uncle kills king and the prince escapes only to return later to confront his uncle uh so classic story cool enough but like i don't know i think thor does it well (laughs) and uh like I don't think these... Did you ever see uh, Valhalla with uh, Mads Mikkelsen? There's like a... No. I, you, like, he's all like tied down and like chained by his neck to like a post. And But I think a lot of these like Scandinavian Viking movies get like bogged down in like the... Uh, 
mythology of everything instead of just like just make a cool viking movie <laughs> instead of like getting all other stuff but there's some uh references to valkyries which definitely gave it a boost for me <laughs> yeah but and it it, this might be a weird thing to say but I did not feel it as violent as it should be where there is some crazy violent images but I mean like there's like more violence in the aftermath of seeing like dead bodies versus the actual violence as it's occurring so whatever but I'd rec- I'd still recommend people watch it. But it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not surprised about the like dreamy, artsy kind of style because I think the director he did the lighthouse and okay. the witch, and like I know I started watching the witch, and I fell asleep, and. I was like, what the heck is happening? Like, I woke up and it's just like, no wonder I fell asleep first of all. But, like, I know that's praised and it's got the same girl in it, Anya Taylor-Joy. I think that's her breakout role there. And it's like, I want to see The Lighthouse because I've heard the performances are good, but, like, shot in black and white and, like, just kind of seems a little pretentious. But I'm still interested and it's like, let's see, is this for me or is it not? (laughs) yeah that's what this is like i don't know this looks like more accessible than those two movies but yeah it's not yeah it's not i know like my brother would hate it because it is a little pretentious and not just plain accessible but like and again this is like trying to understand your biases and it's like yeah i have a bias against that i think it can be good because trying to think of examples of movies that i do like that are like that that have dreamy weird stuff in it but uh maybe if it was just toned down enough and make that maybe that's just a personal choice uh but like things like uh the revenant have you seen the revenant yeah and it's like they got some weird stuff in there but it's like it's when he's dreaming and it's not like tons of it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Whatever. I would like you to see it. I want people to see it. I see film junk saw it and they loved it. I haven't listened to their review, okay. yeah. but uh, I just saw that Frank gave it a four and a half. It's like, Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Well, finish us up, Adam. Speaking of violence, this is hyper violence here. Um, and not the whole time, but probably going to be uh, my favorite movies I've watched this year. I know you didn't like the first one Kingsman, The Golden Circle. I. That's the loved second one? This one. Yeah, this is the second one. Same. I don't think I've seen it. No. Uh,. Which, the way you talked about the first one, not that you were saying you hated it, but that it wasn't that great. 
So, but this one, I mean, I gave the first one a four, and I know my ratings have kind of shifted recently. Uh, this one I think is just as good. Maybe it's better in some ways, other ways not, but there's such, like, not that it's like random, like what we've talked yeah. about with your everything everywhere all at once and stuff like that and just trying to be crazy for the sake of being crazy but there are things in this that it's like this is different and unique and i like it um the bad guy is julianne moore and she's basically just herself like <laughs> lovely julianne moore not putting on like a f crazy like evil persona it's like she's uh this drug queen pin but she because of um u.s laws and stuff and uh can't live in the u.s because she'll just always be hunted so they're in like columbia or wherever it is somewhere in the jungle and her like lair or hideout or whatever is in these like old ruins but like this is like her opening scene she's talking about how she's homesick and she grew up on like 50s nostalgia so there's like these old ruins in the jungle but then she has like a 50s diner and a bowling alley and like all this stuff so it's like yeah. this these weird two worlds collide thing and uh then obviously that's where like the final fight happens but yeah kingsman i like the first one this one just kind of gets into it with the spy stuff i feel like some of it it's doing a lot of what the first one does um i didn't rewatch the first one before this but i'm pretty sure in that one like all the agents are killed off except for like a couple of them and it's like there's just the three of us left and then this a similar thing happens in this it's like everyone just was targeted by these missiles and we're the only survivors and then they have to team up with uh the statesmen and it's like the the u.s version of these guys right so that's fun because it's like um channing tatum um pedro pascal who is actually in it more than Channing Tatum. You kind of figure he's going to be the the one that you're with, but it becomes more of a a team up with Pedro Pascal. And I'm pretty sure this would have been before uh, Mandalorian, but like his American accent, it's like, and his voice, it's like this could have got him the Mandalorian. Like he's kind of like a Han Solo character, and he's got like a whip and. Uh, he's just really cool and I I liked him a lot in this and then um, uh, who else Jeff Bridges is kind of the leader of, of them so all good fun uh, cool spy gadgets and yeah just the, the action is all well not all but like it's over the top ridiculous type stuff like very cartoony at times but just like in the most fun ways possible just like and even the camera work just when they're doing stuff it's these fake long takes 
but it just kind of puts you in the action and makes you follow what's going on like just doing these crazy cool gadget things like uh colin firth is back in it even though he looks like he dies in the first one but they explain that away but like just a, a point where he's using like an umbrella and like shoots the handle out that like knocks a guy over and then it's got like a a rope on it so then he like pulls it back and it hooks onto the guy's gun and then he catches the gun and it's just like this kind of crazy stuff all happening in slow motion but it's like what you would do with your toys like and then this guy does this and he does this crazy move and like i don't know the action was so fun and uh the set pieces were all really cool too like there's just there's a lot of cool stuff in it i think these movies are great um i want to watch the prequel one although it's like i like these characters i don't know about just being in the same world but in the past but apparently there is a fourth one that they're making that will be these original characters um but yeah i'm uh I will watch it now that you say it because I, whatever, I'll give it another chance. And I am kind of interested in the King's Man just yeah. because of the World War One setting and they can make things like the trailers look interesting. And I like what's her name. I don't know her actress's name, but uh, she's in Quantum of Solace. Yeah. So I like her. Strawberry Fields. Yeah. <laughs> so I like her. Uh, so. her it's like Gemma Atherton or, or something like that. All right. Yeah. So I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll probably watch that one. Um, That's on Disney Plus. Oh, nice. Um, something else I liked about this. Uh, the The names like the the kingsmen they're all like arthur and the round table knights of the round table so there's like lancelot and galahad and stuff and then the statesmen because uh their front is like a whiskey distillery so all their code names are alcohol right. so um channing tatum's tequila um pedro pascal's whiskey and then Halle Berry, who's kind of like their Q, um, or Merlin for the Kingsman. She's uh, Ginger, they call her, but her like full code name is Ginger Ale, and it's like I love that, <laughs> like just the fun little. It's not alcohol, but like a drink. It's like yeah, she's Ginger, Ginger Ale, and then I forget what. Uh, what's Jeff Bridges? Oh. Yeah, his name's Champagne, but he's like, but everyone calls me Champ or something like that. I'm like, this, I love this world. Like, it's just so fun. And I, I know that it's based on a graphic novel, and it's like, yeah, all this action and craziness, it feels like a comic come to life. So, right. And uh, the, the reason I watched it, um, Oh, maybe I'll, this will be too revealing for an upcoming episode. I was doing some research for uh, for scores, and I was trying to listen to something else on Spotify, and then this soundtrack kept coming up. 
and it's like i don't want to listen to this i'm trying to listen to something else but spotify's like here listen to this i guess it's probably the same composer but the music was actually really good and uh they use country roads no less than four times in this movie and it it opens with it on bagpipes and it's awesome and then there's like in the score and then there's one other time where someone is singing it and the score is kind of backing them up so that i really appreciated but i won't i was gonna go into what i was listening to and uh the connection but i won't because it'll be a nice little surprise for when we're talking about favorite scores okay sounds good okay let's wrap this bad boy up three and a half hours almost yeah um oh is that next week we're doing that i was thinking it was farther out i really need to get i have no idea i said it was on the calendar we can always change it but we uh, can do it we'll crunch crunch it down and we'll give you a top 10 it's not gonna be my favorite scores of all time i'm gonna go not underrated scores because i mean it's not going to be a top 10 it's just going to be a list of 10 scores that are not uh obvious yeah a little uh (laughs) hidden gemish yeah i mean forgotten forgotten being honest they're all going to be like top 10 uh from our top 100 list like those kinds of movies i'm going to try and avoid that so yeah, I will say for my list it will be not this, but yeah, non-obvious ones. I'm not picking Star Wars. Let's just say that. Yeah. Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Right. Yeah. Off non- the Not really, but we'll try and keep it interesting so it's not all obvious. So. Yeah. Things that people week. have probably heard but don't realize it. Yeah, heard. exactly. Okay, looking forward to it. Yeah, sounds good. I hear her voice in the morning hours. She calls me. The radio reminds me of my home far away. I'm driving down the road. I get a feeling that I. Should have been home yesterday, yesterday, country road.